Blog Talk Radio. Here we go. Set it 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy Flossy GB. Guess who's back? You know I'm back here to handle things again here in the city of Roses, Portland, Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Doing it the way we do at this time. Six four six five nine five three four zero two, and we in the building. You know what I'm saying? The Ferguson decision, a travesty of justice. You know what I'm saying? You know, an ugly situation going down. You know what I'm saying? Your boy Fluffy G here to handle it. Six four six five nine five three four zero two. The nightmare we all feared is is the Fer- you know uh, decision we all feared in Ferguson has arrived. You know what I'm saying? In Missouri, you know there'll be no indictment of Officer Darren Wilson. Uh, you know, and the Mike Brown family is devastated. So, without any further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and just bring my guests in. Ain't no messing around, no playing around, no fucking around on this one. We got an ugly decision here, and it's unfortunate that it's gone down this way. And I got my man, you know what I'm saying, Raw High, a.k.a. Mike C, in the building, you know what I'm saying, on this subject tonight. My main man, Mike C, what's going down, family? Coming at you live from 109 Salmon Street. Uh, I also got the homie, Mr. The Only, Jay Senior in the building. Excellent, excellent. Once again, in the land of no justice, no peace, my brother, let's go ahead and jump on in here with both feet, man. What did you feel about this kerfuckery of a decision that went down in Ferguson, Missouri today? Who you want to go first, me or Jay? Hey, you know, how do you want it? Like Fox said, either way, man, it's going to be real. I know that. So fire in the hole, either one of y'all. Go ahead and get this thing rolling. Got my man Jay Senior in the building tonight, too, having sports fans and sports signing manure in his own right. Uh, what's going down tonight, man? You know, whoever wants to fire off this, go ahead and fire off, man. We live three hours. With me, um, I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. You know, and it goes just like that. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Um, it, um, I'm having I'm having a problem with this president too, bro. Because uh, he, he's he's not outraged enough. You know what I'm saying? This is what uh, just a state over from here. I'm feeling you on that, Mike. I'm feeling you on that, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous, man. You know, this, you know, your, your term is over with, man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But basically, for what it's worth, you on lame duck status. You know they don't give a fuck about you. I mean, you, you're the top dog. You might as well, you know, you started out saying that if it was your son, how you would feel. You got to finish that shit up. Right. Clean it up. Finish it up, man. This was fuckery. You know, everything that they got reports that it was an unarmed man. They claimed they could find the witnesses. You know what I'm saying? You got a district attorney that was pro police who wasn't really kind of pushed to see if there would be any kind of indictment or anything. And yet we sitting up here, you know what I'm saying, on some fuckery and, and, and a bad decision. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But what's your take on this? You know and you know what, with, with uh, you know what I'm saying, if, if, with all that, uh, if it was my son bullshit, well, okay, what do you do now when uh, your your son got killed and, um, uh, and and the person who murdered him just got off because they're a cop? 
Now what do you do, Mr. President? Man. Man, oh, man. Well, you know, we're we're in the midst of all this. And the only like you said, the only thing these clowns got to report, man, is that Officer Wilson just got married. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? Another day at the office, right? You know what I mean? I, I mean, I watched the, 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 about 30 minutes of the uh, interview with the DA tonight, a color fella, and he's, and he's like, very matter-of-fact about everything. Like, I got laundry to do. I got to go. Who? I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Who? Who was doing that? This was the district attorney. His name was, his name was McCullough. That was that was that was handling this thing on on this uh, for this case against the police officer. He was very pro police. I have his name up here in a minute, but he was very pro uh, pro police. And basically, it was just like, yeah, okay, well, you know, you know, we did what we had to do, and uh, you know, what I'm saying my officers, this, that, and the third. And the way this dude was explaining shit away, it was just like he had already made up his mind. Which way he was going? He wasn't trying to well, figure out no justice or nothing, and he's lying and saying that they couldn't find witnesses. You didn't look for none because you wanted it to turn out the way it turned out. It's crazy. Robert McCullough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is this is crazy. Robert McCullough, you know, district attorney for for uh, you know for. Uh, you know, the uh, Ferguson, uh, Missouri uh, Police Department. And I'm like, this is, this is insane, man. I mean, it's it's so, it's so, it's so insane. I, I, you know, I usually have something to say about any, everything, but I'm, I'm just lost for words on this one, man, because I've seen, you know, I've seen this so many times with, with our people getting shot and killed. I've seen it so many times in which, uh, I mean, it says right here, Ferguson prosecutor Robert McCullough gives a, a, a bizarre, uh, you know, uh, a post a script interview here, and I watched part of it, and I'm like, this guy was as matter of fact as, hey man, let's go down to look at Chinas and have some coffee at the Blazer Arena down here at the Motor Center. Says so, here the uh-huh. St. Louis County prosecutor, uh, prosecuting attorney Robert McCullough announced Monday night at Ferguson Police Darren Wilson would not be indicted for the day of the death of 18-year-old Michael Brown in a press conference that many found baffling, unwilling, and inflammatory. McCullough said that the grand jury gave up their lives while deliberating. Excuse me? Excuse me? They gave up their lives? We're talking about a dead 18-year-old here that you that had 30 feet to put his hands up, and you're claiming that he charged this, this police officer and you're claiming that he, that he did this, but yet they gave up their lives? Says the prosecutor also reportedly lashed out at the media and blaming the Internet for the 24-hour news cycle and for the unrest in Ferguson, Missouri, where Brown had shot and was shot and killed in August. Says he continued talking several minutes before revealing much-anticipated uh, grand jury decision. All right, so he was saying all this fuckery before he even said what the decision was. 
said the most significant challenge was encountered in the uh, investigation has been the 24-hour news cycle and its insatiable appetite for something for anything to talk about following the, uh, you know, closely behind with nonstop rumors, he said. He said media... Yeah, yeah, of course... Of course, the the uh, the media of all of all institutions is going to say that okay, the Ferguson thing is being blown out of proportion. These are the same people that had that had Clinton impeached <laughs> over semen on a dress, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and then folks rioting over it. Yeah, yeah, covering that in the news. No, that's just too much. You're just doing too much. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just not believing that I'm listening to this man sitting up here saying this this crazy fuckery. We're gonna bring Juan in from 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 Atlanta because I know he wants to bite off a piece of this. And then Jay, we're gonna get some some words from you, man. Cause I know that you can't believe it either, man. This is some this is some uh, some unique fuckery. So uh, let, let, let's, 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 let's do it, bro. I ain't talked to you in a minute. What's going let's, on, y'all? Juan, what's going on? Juan from Atlanta. Hey, go and jump on in here and get in when you fit in on this fuckery that they just laid down on. Man, look, they they uh they were announcing today that they're getting ready to do protests tomorrow. I'm sitting here watching the stuff going on in Ferguson. And I and I completely understand and agree with people's frustration with what's going on. I'm sitting, we're sitting here watching CNN, me, my wife, and my son, and we're sitting here watching the CNN news. And these people are—I can understand you're mad and you're upset and you're frustrated. But what would Dr. King say if he was sitting around, if he was still alive, and he saw these people lighting buildings on fire, stealing stuff from O'Reilly? auto part places, stealing stuff from the stores. What does that show these people? You're no better. It, it, it makes you no better than the people you are sitting here trying to say are oppressing you. Because you're sitting here taking your frustration, taking your anger out, taking your all the situations that are going on right now out on people, out on store owners that has nothing to do with you. They have not said if they approve. Well, it's, if funny, they, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that too, because uh, 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 Flossie, what did I tell you over the phone, man? What did I tell you on the phone? They're sitting here. They're they're looting. They're looting stores. They're looting. You know, uh, these businesses in Ferguson. What are you showing the people that you're saying uh, that you're going around alleging are oppressing you? By sitting here and taking it upon yourself to vandalize people, to vandalize property of people who so, had nothing so to do a with the what murder. What is your take on that, Rawhide? What is your take on that? Oh, uh, and I was saying, man, uh, do you remember what I told you over the phone? No, no. Uh, well, uh, yeah, someone wants to. Why don't you go ahead just and embellish me real quick and elaborate on something? Man, some of like that. I was like like I was saying earlier, man, they they need to just take down the police department. Yeah, yeah. They, they yeah. should go in that building and just take that building over, no more. Make it make a statement, make a statement. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, hitting O'Reilly's and all that. I mean, um. 
yeah, you know, there's always going to people be uh, people that take advantage, and um, right. that is just that are just uh, out there to to get what they can, and uh, right. not even understanding, uh, or 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 even if they understand it, like uh, not my, even my, respecting that, the situation itself. My, my what is your thought process on that, Juan? Go ahead. Well, my thing about it is this: Rahat has a point, but my whole pro- my whole issue with it is the following. If there's ways to go about um, expressing your frustration, expressing your that's what sit-ins were about. That's what lockouts were about. That's what pe- people used to do sit-ins to get their message across. You would sit in a place, and they could they, they, if they were upset, if they were upset, if they were oppressed, if someone was holding them back from what they felt was unjust. Then they sat there. I mean, the the walk in. I mean, there's so many different places. You have to, the bus boycott, the 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 sit-ins at the restaurant, the white-only restaurant. Um, hey, the hippie times, the sitting outside of white the White House. I mean, there's Juan. ways to get your message across. You you are not gonna like me, man. Yeah, man, I was just going to say, bro, uh, you are not going to like me tonight because um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, I'm sick of, uh, I am quite sick of the uh, the, the standstills and, uh, you know, the, the sit-ins and the boycotts. Um, boycotts are cool because that messes up business in a very intelligent way. Uh, black people start uh, stop putting their money uh, over in certain things and only put their money in other things. Um, it would be uh, it, it would be uh, completely catastrophic uh, for uh, our whole economy if we got smart with our money. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, and just focus it in certain places. You know, the people who pay us best for uh, spending our money. But that's another thing. Um, but uh, it, it's about time. Like, Warren, do, do you even, uh, do you know how many, because I don't offhand, but do you know how many cop shootings there were this uh, this summer that just passed? I mean, just counting the ones that we saw on tape. Like, like I mean, that, that you, you were just seeing, broad day. Remember remember the videotapes? Uh, what was the videotapes called that, that you could only see death like that? What were those called? Faces hmm. of death. You don't even yeah, need faces right. of death anymore, man. Like, this whole summer was like a faces of death where you got to see real live black people die at the hands of bullets, at the hands of chokeholds. And you got to watch the whole thing. And kids are watching this now. It's not like when we were growing up, man. Like, it's brutal that we can actually visually see, okay? Um, and, and the reason that I'm done with the, the sit-ins and, and uh, you know, the boycotts for the most part, because now when we boycott, it's not even about uh, messing up the business or anything like that. We're just, uh, you know what I'm saying, standing outside with signs, and people don't care. They don't give a shit. But when you, but when you, but when you get violent, my thing about it is Martin Luther King spoke more with his actions than he ever did with his words. Mm-hmm. Malcolm, Malcolm X, on the other hand, took action mm-hmm. and he let people know about him. There's not holidays written about him. 
Malcolm X was one that took action. He 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 felt his whole theory behind stuff was for every action there's an equal reaction. And mm-hmm. you, you, when people oppress you, when people are violent towards you, you be violent back. But think about how many people, but 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 think about how many people died behind him versus how many thousands died other ways. Martin Luther King. Well, Martin, well here's the Martin, thing, bro. Martin Luther King changed laws, and he didn't. He didn't have to sit there and and put his fist up and fight people. He sat there and did it peacefully, keeping in mind what was right was right, keeping the forefront and the focus of it of it being of getting justice for what is right. He had he had a role and played a role in not only some of the biggest congressional laws to ever pass, the right, our our civil rights, the and 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 with all that King did, and with all that King did, um, they're still shooting black folks down in the middle of the street on camera and walking away with it. So so here's my thing And here's my thing Juan um, If somebody walks up and slaps you bro What are you going to do? Well You have to take into consideration Which would you prefer? Your livelihood Or your life? Your frustration no, or, no, your don't get me wrong. or your hey. life? Hey man, if you can tell me honestly right now, you know what I'm saying that that you would let it go. I, I completely respect that. But you, but I, I would like you to be honest with me. Um, being, being honest with you, I mean, I would talk to the person, and yeah, I would get frustrated. But what is at stake is more valuable than the simple retaliation of someone else's anger and frustration. What is at stake is more valuable. Than me simply hitting a person back I could hit the person back I could beat the person up I could do this, I could do that And then do the third But what would really get my message Or my point across Not so much my not so much my retaliation To that person's anger But my actions that I took That will make the difference in the In the situation That will make people look at it And say well this person did this But he didn't do that Okay, you know I might um, not be very rational at this point, but I gotta be honest with you. I gotta be completely point blank because you know I've always prided myself on on this being about 100 radio. And there's probably gonna be some folks out there that are gonna listen to this afterwards that are probably gonna be like, well, maybe that's not the way to look at it. But until we, you know, we've had sit-ins for decades. We've had half a century of, of sit-ins. Half a uh, you know half a century of kumbaya type stuff, but until we actually start busting these people's ass to keep doing this to us, it might actually take some retaliatory, um, you know what I'm saying old school uh, Black Panther style uh, retaliation, a measure for measure, because the only thing that a bully understands is a bigger bully. The only thing an attacker understands is a bigger attacker. It's like Malcolm said, you know, like you referred to Malcolm earlier. Uh, it's like it's like the person who who gets a woman who gets raped 
she's not going to sit and peacefully try to chit-chat and talk with the person that raped her. She's not going to sit there and quietly, you know, just try to, you know, see how good they can continue to get along. She's going to vociferously, loudly voice her opinion. She's going to, you know, make some noise. Yeah, I don't agree with the with the with the tearing up shit because I've always believed that if, 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 if in this case you have three black officers that belong to the Ferguson Police Department, whereas you got about thirty white officers that belong there, so automatically the scale of diversity, just even on your own police force, never mind the community, but on your own police force, there's no real diverse kind of thing going on. Here. So when you got this kind of stuff going going on. It might take, unfortunately, a measure for measure. My thing is, why black people always tear up their own shit? When that stuff went but down with with OJ or the decision with Rodney King, blacks yeah. tore up their own stuff. Tonight, I'm watching blacks looting and tearing up their own shit. Yeah, it's not right, but at some point, you know, you got to have a response for a bully, man. And these people have been bullies. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, um, hold on, hold on. Let me say something, man. Because, um, and, and it's funny how people try to, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, do the the two sided uh, coin of uh, the the uh, our black leaders, which is either they go to Malcolm or they say you're trying to be like Malcolm X. The funny part about that is it's not like Malcolm was a panther. Malcolm kept guns on him just to protect himself. And the only time he, he, he ever didn't have one on him was uh, when he was in his holy place, and that's when they got him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and so, uh, man, yeah, it, it, it's at a point now um, where it's blatant disrespect uh, up to uh, the facets of our own government uh, and how they're treating us. So, um we need to band together and show them that uh, this cannot stand. Now, Rahat, I hate, I, I hate to interrupt, and I hope I'm not interrupting because I, I I felt like that was the that was the and the, that that was the, the synopsis of your of your comment there because I have something to say to what you said. Hold on one mm-hmm. moment. But my thing, my whole issue with it is this, is that you, hmm? my whole thing about it is that you want to, you want to talk about this and that, and you want to talk about how sometimes the action is required. But my thing about it, more people are lost when you sit there and take the same action for a reaction to what someone else has done to you or said to you, than the people that actually take the high road, and not the high road in the sense that you sit there and you let someone else bully you, but in the sense of, hey, someone bullied you, some, there's a problem, there's an issue, there's this, there's that, and the third. Well, okay, I'll take that, and I understand that. But would you rather more innocent black people die because they want to sit here and turn into an uproar? They want to sit here and get frustrated. They want to sit here and burn things down. What? Because only thing that's going to happen. It's irrelevant, one. One, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Whether I want one innocent black person to die, 
or I want 50 innocent black people to die over a summer or have them fight back and maybe even moral fight back. But because it's not up to us. You see, you, you, you're coming from it uh, at a point like we have a power, but the only power that you've sh- uh, uh, shown or, or, or um, actions that, that you've uh, given for us to have is to either stand there or stand there and scream or go on uh, virtually a hunger strike with our money or something like that. Okay, while at the same time, none of that matters because there's still innocent people dying. Right, but let for me, the let, reason let, 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 of, let me ask, let for me ask the reason of the color of their skin and now, their now, racial now, ask, makeup. Now, let, let me ask you something because I'm glad you brought that up. But let me ask you something. Would you feel the same way if it was a Mexican boy? Would you feel the same as that? Would you still feel uh, that well, strongly? Well, let me put it to or, you like this. Let me put or, it to you like this. Or, or hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. Uh, let me answer that question. Let me do one at a time, and that was a really good one because uh, I, I do have an answer for that. Um, when uh, the first uh, killing happened, or, or I think it was around the Zimmerman time, uh, it might have even been uh, one before uh, the Zimmerman, because you know there's always one before the, the fire actually catches. Um, but my main concern was because they were they were upset. Uh, people were upset that it was a white man and a black man. I was upset because this grown-ass man killed an unarmed child. That's what the fuck I was upset about, okay? But the, it's it's the people that are are are, um, are being the the agitators right now who uh, are, are showing the the uh, the the most um, how, how can I put this not giving a fuck about what they do or who they profile because it's not happening to young white teens. There is a zero rate of young white teens. Asking, but my, but but my question wasn't. But my question wasn't. Would you feel the same way if it was a young white man? My question was. Or, okay. if, my question was if it what was a Hispanic. Would, if it was a Hispanic, do you it's understand? Irrelevant. I mean, it's irrelevant. How is that irrelevant? Is that person? Does that person? Is that person valued less because okay, they're Hispanic? Okay, but one. Juan, Juan, what you're asking me is like me asking you, um, would you be doing sit-ins and would you be uh, out protesting if it was a Mexican? That is also irrelevant. Because you're looking at me, because you're looking at me, and you're wondering what I'm doing or what I would do uh, because of a situation. When the problem is, and the actual situation that's going on is what it is. Young black men are being killed by white men in power and getting away with it. That's what's going on. But let me ask you this, though. There's more than just that issue because you're touching on that fact. You, you keep on touching the fact that it's affecting the black community. What about the Mexicans that are being killed by Border Patrol on the way to What about freedom? us? What well, about wait, us? Wait, wait, wait. 
I'm worried about but, us but, right now because I'm the one because I'm the one that I see on TV and that I'm seeing on YouTube catching a bullet in the head. That's what that's I'm seeing. I'm not seeing it from the Mexican. I actually saw one. I actually, I actually saw one where, where um, you know, this uh, older um, uh, Mexican fellow uh, got killed, and and it was yes, it was just as terrifying. That's not right either. If you're asking me if it's right or not, it's not right. What do you want me to tell you? But you're touching on the sub. You keep the subject that you keep on bringing around, and I ask that not to get you upset, not to get you frustrated. But just to get, just to ask the simple question, because everyone's focused about, well, this young man was killed. Yes, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing that injustice was done for not only him, but for the many people who have fallen behind him. But let's not take into consideration into the same fact that as many black people, as many black kids that were killed this summer, there was one case this summer so far that actually came out with a verdict in the favor of the victim. There's one person that the case, it was actually, it was actually done in Florida where the person. And they lived, didn't they? But the person, but the person. And, and they lived too, didn't they? Huh? They lived though, didn't they? No, he didn't. He was killed. The black guy was killed. Okay. The young black man was killed, and he was killed for playing loud music. He wasn't being stopped. He was killed because of loud music. That also wasn't a police officer. I remember that one. That was just stand your ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In Florida, you don't just have to be a police officer. <laughs> so, but he, so what you going to do, Juan? Because they're gunning for you, bro. They're gunning for you. Are you just going to stand there and take the bullet? I'm going to definitely be smarter than most. I'm not going to sit here and be as ignorant as they are by doing by sitting here destroying stuff. That's just showing how ignorant people are. You don't fight ignorance with ignorance. You have to be above that. You have to seek to be higher than that. By getting, by intri- by showing our black youth what's right, by being mentors to black youth, instead of sitting here wanting to knock down and sit here and fight and argue and cry about what happened, there's ways to fix that. There is ways to How? fix that, and it doesn't involve How? violence. How? How? Surely you understand the frustration, though, of people that continue to go through the same cycle over and over and over again of an abusive system that from day one on our landing here, uh, like the man said, Plymouth Rock landed on us. We we have dealt with this injustice. We've dealt with everything from, from the slave master to the new overseer slash officer. That, that continues to do this. I mean, here here in Portland, Oregon today, there was a news story that was done where, you know, even before the decision came out, you had officers here in this city, and I'm sure in other places in America, in Atlanta especially in particular, that jumped right on the side of Officer Wilson and posted badges and did everything else. And, and cops up here have, have, have been known to choke out 
shoot it, uh, uh, cats in the back and everything else. And although I don't agree with the methodology, maybe, of a lot of the violence and, 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 and looting and stuff that goes on, because like I said before, if you're going to tear up somebody's stuff, don't tear up your own community because tomorrow morning you got to go back and use that facility. I, you have to understand that with no other outlet and no other form of of dealing with the unrest and the continuous, um, you know what I'm saying, normalcy as it was. It's just normal for, for white cops to kill black men and women in America and get away with it, even circumcising our women in, in prison. And I did a story on that before. It's so it's such commonality. It's so common for it to happen that I can understand why they would try to show some form of malcontent. I don't agree, may not agree with that, but with the, with the process of how they do it, but I can understand why they would do what they would want to do. My problem has always been, like I said, a lot of people might not like the the whole after this one, but my problem has always been, you know, that if you're going to tear some shit up, go tear up some shit in, in their communities. Don't 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 tear up your own shit because that's kind of anti anti making sense kind of thing to me. I mean, it, it, it's like, like after the after the after the the, the, uh, the Rodney King decision, uh, you know, our side of Compton, our side of Los Angeles, got tore up. I mean, there's a, there was there's a number of us in Los Angeles and New York where you can go to the other side of town, and once you continue, every time they do something stupid, you go to their side of town and tear some shit up. Maybe after a while they'll quit doing it because then the people will get involved that are not African-American, that are not Hispanic-American, because they'll see that there is a consequence. That's the key word. There's a consequence for the actions of your police force because, in reality, the police forces in America are out of control. Go ahead. They are, and I completely agree with you. And, and, and Raha, I don't, want, I, I don't want what we're saying here to affect any future friendship or business business relationship. Oh, because no, it's not, not at all, man. Hey, because, hey, don't, hey, bro, we are just having a conversation, bro. I could never be mad at you. As a matter of fact, hey, I'm glad you uh, you uh, brought me back in because I wanted to say, man, um, I, I asked you about this, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying, what you're going to do, just take the bullet, right? But I'm right there with you because I'm not walking around strapped yet, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so if, if I ever got into a, a situation like these young men did, um, or, or, or anything close, you know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no making it out. You're at the mercy of these folks, and that's the problem I have right now. That's what I need you to understand. Uh, the, what, what people are doing out there, it's happened before. It's complete and total chaos because the social system uh, it has failed out there. It has failed, okay? So it's complete anarchy. And, yes, you have every uh, asshole and, and snake from under a rock that, that's about to go out and, and act a fool right now. Um, but you've got people that are just your normal, everyday people. They ride the bus, take their ass to work, take their ass to school, and they are upset too. That is the effect. I don't want to talk about the effect of these single people right now because that's bullshit. That is uh, that boomerang, uh, take your focus off uh, the uh, wrong subject shit. What I want you to focus on is that we are being killed and we are being overpowered and they are making it uh, completely blatant and, and and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it and I'm tired of it. I'm I mean, I understand, it. I, I understand I understand your frustration, I understand you being mad, but you have to understand too 
there's uh, like I was saying before, and you were saying, well, what are you what, what are you gonna do if someone does this to you? Are you just gonna sit there and let them do it to you? No, right. I'm not. But what I would do is I would become wiser in the sense of knowing knowing what weapons they form against that they they have to use against me, and forming my own weapons, not not by your hand, but with your mind, because. You can sit there and fight people all day with weapons. You could pull out guns. You could pull out knives. You could pull out machetes. You could sit here and pull out any weapon you choose. But at the end of the day, is that really going to solve anything? Putting a machete to someone who didn't do any, who had nothing to do with the decision of that one individual. And that mind frame, and that mind frame right there, my brother, is why. Um, They've been able to keep uh, the African American community and Black people in total where they are now. But we destroy ourselves. Listen, listen, because we're taught, we're taught, uh, and they, and it's so beautiful. Everything that happens to us has been planned. None of this is our doing. Like even the the, the sit-ins and and, and the and the uh, and the rallies and stuff like that. That was uh, white people coming in and being like, "Hey, this is how you do it." You don't do. You don't take actual action, and, and you t- and you sit there and you take whatever uh, is given to you. And not only that, but that's been like the whole complete <laughs> uh, Jim Crow uh, takeover from the beginning. Is that never fight back? Don't ever fight back ever. Hold on, folks. Don't we got another caller coming in. Let's see what it is. We're gonna continue with that guy, and that's a true story, right? Right, Six six one, you're in the building. What's going on? Hey, I'm just going to block talk, and I was listening to your show, and I was listening to your reaction. And uh, don't you believe in the grand jury system, the U.S. judicial system, and that it works correctly? I mean, not at all. You don't? No. Really? But, but well, I'd like to elaborate on that just a little bit. Have you seen a politician? Well, no, I'm uh older man. I'm over 50. I've never been harassed by a cop in my life, all right? I've been arrested once or twice for stuff I did and had to go through the system and pay my dues, and that was it. And I see this one I've been following, not very closely. They went to a grand jury, and there was no probable cause to indict this uh, police officer, all right? The system worked in this case, maybe some of your other cases that hasn't worked in the past, but this specific case, I mean, the man was attacked in the police car. I don't know what you teach your children. I taught mine. You don't attack the cop in the cop car because he does have them the legal right to waste you. Okay? Let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick, and, and, I'm, and I'm not being snide, but it's, it's, an honest, it's an honest question. Here, this All man right. had 25 to 30 feet in order to, where he could have, because, you know, as an ex-Marine, I was talking to you, can you, you can use your weapon, not necessarily kill, because the, the obvious definition of deadly force is to maim, disable, or kill. And once you saw that this young man didn't have a weapon, and you saw that you had enough distance, being that you routinely, every six months, as a law enforcement officer, trained to, to, to shoot, uh, uh, you know, maybe in the leg or, or somewhere, but you don't have to act obviously kill the person. If you've got 30 feet between you and this young man, why did you aim to shoot to kill the way you did? 
By the way, there were quite a few well, rounds that were distributed. Eleven. They didn't say a foot. The guy specifically said no footage. You won't tell. And the guy, the officer, obviously was concussed. He was in an altercation where he was beaten in the head, and he could have been seeing stars like you and me. If we'd get into a fist fight. A shot was fired in the officer's car. He got out, and this all happened within ninety seconds. And he got his gun out, and the guy turned around and came back, and he thought he was going to kill him, and that was it. He had no idea he was not unarmed at that moment. He had just been in an altercation with that young kid at that moment, and that young kid was going after his gun, which to me proves that young kid, if he would have got a hold of that officer's gun, may have murdered him, okay? Uh, Maimed him or shot him whatever you want to say. Okay, so two points on that real quick. First of all, if you go to CNN.com right now and look at yeah. Officer Wilson's face right after yeah. that altercation, and of course he said he punched him and, and abused him, yeah. there are no marks. And, and again, as Okay, and, see, and again, I refer to the fact that, you know, this officer rolled up on this young man and just grabbed him without telling him, why he was doing it, and he had 25 to 30 feet between him and the young man, and he could see clearly because he told the young man to, to hold up and stop before he yeah, shot Yeah, because he saw he, he had he he yellow car. socks. He saw he had a red hat, yellow socks. He drove by him. The police call came in. There was a liquor store robbery or whatever that was called. The officer then stopped his car and proceeded to back up, and then this altercation happened, okay? The kid knew he was caught by the cops, and he was going to have a bad thing, get bailed out of jail, and he said, no way, it's 8 in the morning or 10, this ain't going to happen today, and that's what happened, all right? But, see, but let, me, let, let, me play, let me play devil's advocate just a moment there. If that is, in fact, true that he received a call and he just happened to drive past a person... Why didn't he stop when he saw the person? Why did he reverse and back up to into what he thought to be a possible suspect? And if that was the case, and he really did sit here and fear for his life, then why is it that the autopsy report shows differently that the wounds were, were from an angle where he himself was in control of the situation? Well, no. Let me also play All devil's right. advocate with one last piece of evidence. If, in fact, it was true that he himself was in an altercation with this gentleman, he was armed with pepper spray. He was armed with a taser. He was armed with everything else. Why would you go for your gun? Of all the well, other stuff, of all the other tactical training that you go through, with pepper spray, with mace, with stuff in your vehicle. You go to tactical training. You go to the shooting range every six months to make sure that you can still shoot on target. So you have a taser, you have pepper spray, and then you have your regular firearm. Why pull for your regular firearm when you can easily pull for your pepper spray just as fast as you could for your gun? Well, and he did all this without backup. I think he should have. I think he should have called backup before he played the Lone Ranger here with these two kids. Well, yeah, but also, how do you know that the kid 
didn't try to pull his gun and deholster the kid, the officer's gun, went in there and tried to grab the gun, and that's when the altercation started. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of the uh, grand jury. Well, well, and we're right. not big fans of the cops, all right? I'm not a real big fan of police either, okay? I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, can I ask right. you a question? Yeah. What's your name? Frank. Frank. Hey, Frank, um, would you agree that it seems to be a lot of white cop killing black kids uh, scenarios popping up way more than anything else uh, as far as innocent crimes or, or, or people people who are unarmed being shot. Well, yeah, there's a statistic, right? But how many black cops shoot black kids and how many white cops shoot white kids and how many Hispanic cops shoot Hispanic kids, all right? I mean, you but have to me, throw those ones out, too, and how many uh, Oriental not, cops shoot Oriental kids, all right? Well, well, Frank. Well, let, let, let me, Frank. Since you bring up that, that's such a great point. Let me also, let me also bring up with the fact of how many unarmed. Uh, just to play devil as, devil's advocate, you said that how do we not know that he unholstered the police officer? If the police officer was in the point of control, obviously because he was in behind him, obviously. Um, if he was behind him and he was in the control of the situation. How can an unarmed black man from in front of you mysteriously pull out a weapon from behind? I would not, standing in front of someone, I would not be able to tell what their firearm, well, which we side their firearm seen, was on. We haven't seen the grand jury evidence. We haven't seen the drawings. They're all going to be released. We haven't heard the tapes. They're going to be released. And I think it went down as that district attorney told everybody, all right? He was non-prejudicial. He had the facts. The facts, you watch CSI on TV, the facts always prove innocence or guilt, okay? The facts. They found this DNA in the cop car. They found close-range gunshot in the cop car, actually two. The kid was in a running back position. He was the size of a pro football running back, okay? He wasn't the gentle giant. He was six foot two and almost 280 pounds, okay? That right there would make me, I'm in fear of my life when some man, not black, white, but just a very large man was running at me like an NBA or an NFL running back, okay? I mean, that was a little Let me, let me, let me ask you a quick now, question on that, Frank. Being the stats right. that you just gave, and those are very excellent stats that you just gave right there, would you, if you had that size, Run up on a cop that was that was drew down on you already, and had his gun set to shoot you, and he he was already drawn down, and you knew you didn't have a weapon. Did you honestly make a run at that cop like that, being thirty feet away? I don't away? know how that kid was thinking. They said he was smoking pot in the morning. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense? Right. But I mean, now, now let me ask Frank, Frank, Frank. Right. Let me stop. Let me let me stop you there for a brief moment. You said he was smoking pot that morning. What yeah. blood sample? What blood sample did they have to prove that he was on intoxicated? Well, what, I agree what, with you what, on I mean, that too. He could have smoked that, the joint that, the night before and showed up hot in his piss test, all right, or blood test. Well, yeah, but we, right. I spoke. Well, 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 we, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish that chain of thought. Just a moment. Seven one seven, you're on deck. Who do we have? Hey, it's Joe in Philly. Um, uh, I wanted your opinion on something. The the one piece of evidence 
and I was from I wanted to, I didn't I didn't sway either way before tonight. The one piece of evidence that I thought favored the cop and uh his cause was basically the seven or so African American witnesses in the community who basically gave testimony that favored officer officer Wilson. Now these were these seven African American witnesses um were basically afraid for their safety. They lived in the community. They're probably not um, fans of cops in the first place. But for them to come out and give testimony that favored the cop, and then on the other side, the witnesses that came out right after the shooting, basically McCullough said they were basically close to perjuring themselves because they were coming up with different stories. Um, And basically almost, I don't know if you guys caught it, but they said basically almost lying and trying to come up with stuff that other people said. Now, my question for you is if seven African-American witnesses that saw it testified in favor of the cop, wouldn't you think that that's some strong evidence, um, knowing that they're probably not on the cop's side in the first place and they probably don't want to testify because they're afraid for their safety to do it anyway? Let me answer, let me answer that question. That he, that, he, that he was charging forward, that he was charging forward. Let me answer that question question in two forms. First of all, you're absolutely right that if indeed that is the case that happened with those African-Americans that made that that point, to answer your question in short form, yes, that is is strong information. But now at the same time, this same prosecutor, who, by the way, is a known fact that he was pro-police and kind of, you know, from his statements that he made when, when uh, the media got in front of him, and he spent more time initially talking about the media and the social bloggers before he actually got down to the nuts and bolts of what it is he was supposed to have actually been been doing. It's kind of it, it, I understand the witness portion, and you're absolutely right on that. But I think that a lot of stuff that this this particular district attorney was doing so far as how he was dealing with it, the the whole situation was kind of disingenuous because he seemed kind of removed from uh, making sure that he got the full measure of what the justice was. As as a reporter uh, stated, he kind of punted the ball on this one. When you're a district attorney of any municipality, no matter how large or small, and instead of making a determination and taking charge of the, of the formation of the state and the military, so to speak, and you take it upon yourself to let someone else do it, and you don't want to have anything to do with it, then you come out and you make odd statements. It kind of makes way that he, his feelings about the situation kind of disingenuous when he comes at it like that. But you make a very good point about, well, sir, about the witnesses this, right there, and that makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. A, a, quick rebut, a quick rebuttal. I agree 100% that McCullough, he might have had ulterior motives. I believe the racial makeup for the Ferguson Police Department. There probably have been instances where they used excessive force on African Americans, and there probably is some racism in the police department. And I agree 100% with that. But it just struck me when actual African American residents that live in that area where it happened came out and said that Michael Brown was charging the police. Um, and there was and, three you know, blacks on the jury. Yes, and and no, I and I agree with that. The the, the jury makeup that that was a joke. Um, when I first saw it, it was nine whites and three African Americans. I said, this, "There's no way they're going to indict this police officer." But again, you know, I, I like kind of your thoughts also on Dorian Johnson 
and there's other witnesses that um, their testimony was basically nearing perjury from what McCullough said. Wow. Well, yeah, well, they like were, said, those were reactions to the shooting, and they weren't acting. People just made stuff up to get on the uh, news, he said, all right? You know what I mean? They were just making stuff up to get their face on CNN or Fox or whatever they watch. But now, how are we going to move on from this, guys? Because they're not going to get back and reindict. There's going to be no federal indictment. Eric Holder was involved in this. He didn't come out and say anything, okay? I mean, we got to move on. And like I say, I'm not a fan of the militarized police either, okay? How do you, how do we demilitarize our police? Well, well, first first thing is a good step is to quit shooting unarmed uh, young African-Americans or Americans, period. Quit shooting unarmed people. Quit, be, quit being so heavy-handed because anytime that you put yourself in a position of, of, of power, you automatically are in a different, in a different you know, mental state of mind. But we're having too many incidences, whether it's Los Angeles or New York or this small municipality here, you have too many cops that are taking it upon themselves to, to, to more or less, you know, roughhouse their citizens and stuff. And until this, this, this format stops, you're going to continue to have this, this, this problem. We know that there's crime. We know that there's, there's areas that because of, you know, whatever the, you know, the economy or the makeup of the, of the, of the city is or, or how actual fairness is put across so far as citizens having those equal opportunities that it seems to be, uh, you know, challenged every day. Uh, it's rough enough with that, but when you've got the people that are supposed to protect and serve, uh, serving themselves and not protecting you, that's when we have a huge problem. Well, well, with an all-black police force solved that, do you really think that would make a difference? I mean, seriously, give me a real answer on that one, too. That was a real answer, and I don't think that an all-black police force would necessarily do it, because if you notice, I didn't use color when I when I just said that. I said that right. any time you have a, 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 a people so a given man. power, you let a given power, power makes people act strange. I'm not arguing with you on the police ever, man. I'm not a fan of cops and their new tactics and their militarization and how they treat the common citizenry, everybody. I don't believe it's all aimed at black people. I believe it's aimed at everybody, okay? I have a gentleman that I don't know. He was pulled over an altercation and the SWAT team raided his house, okay? Over an altercation he had down at the Quickie Mark, all right? That would be me. That would be this are you admitting to that? Yes, I am. All right. And it's everybody, my man. It just isn't the blacks. It's everybody. It's the white. It's the, the kid with the weird hair, hair dude that gets pulled over. That has the purple, all right? And the cop is like a hair. I, 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 I can agree with you. Well, you can't, you can't sit there and say that... There's certain uh, privileges for people. Of, of, you can't sit here and say that you don't get a certain privilege being white, and I don't get a, a, a extra amount yeah, of shit for being black. Ain't by, ain't by much, let me tell you. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Hey, bro, gone. let me tell you, it's enough, man. <laughs> it's a fucking enough. <laughs> when, when you don't have a choice, when you don't have a choice but to walk out your house and be black. <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're raising a generation of assholes, man. This country's raising a generation of assholes. Uh, people are having babies with no planning, no money, no education. White and black both. Yeah. 
All right, there's a breakdown of the family unit. There's 25% youth unemployment rate in the black. Immigration's out of control. Immigration's out of control. We're letting another 20 million in here. It's a zoo. And, and you know, and I feel you there. I, I feel you on the fact that yes, it is uh, in this day and age. Uh, there, there is uh, more of a factor of your class than there is the, the color of your skin. This is why we're upset right now. Because it looks like good old color is coming back around. Because it's not happening to your kids. It's not happening to your kids. But it's happening What's to us. What's happening heart. is the resegregation of America. And you know that's happening again, all right? All the schools down south are segregated again, okay? Through every southern yeah. state, they're all segregated. Uh, mm-hmm. It didn't work, all right? Affirmative action, if anybody should have... Uh, you know, been rewarded by that. That was a program put in place. It should have worked, so the politicians messed that up, okay? Uh, but why Why is all the new the new crowd now, the new money going to these new immigrants? I think both of our children are being left behind, okay? Uh, it's just how it's going to work out in the future when you have 20 or 30 million illegals here willing to work for cheaper than everybody else and give everybody a little piece of the pie, you know? Well, right now, right now, uh, we really got to focus uh, us from black people and, and maybe even white people who give a shit need to start focusing on uh, what's happening to these black kids. Because no matter what you say, it's not happening to your kids. Yeah, well, we got to fix the underlying and you keep cause. Putting, and you keep chronic. putting us in this group, and you keep putting us in this group with, uh, you know, anybody who's not having uh, that that good of uh, a welfare. You know what I'm saying? Anybody, uh, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah, it's happening to everybody. No. No. Stop saying that. It's not. It's happening to our kids. Now, let me well, ask you that. Uh, Raha, can I play that with advocate? You said, no, it's yeah. happening to our kids. How do you know it's not happening to our kids because it's not being publicized? And by our kids, aren't you being stereotypical, the same situation, the same scenario that you're talking about other people doing to your race? Isn't that what you're doing by saying, your kids, you're this, you're that? What about our oh, kids? Oh, there is a – What about – Hey, man, look, you keep trying to – look, look, hey, one – you keep trying to put it back on me on uh, my attitude or against my uh, my ego of the situation. But here's the problem, bro. Um, I'm not the one who created the situation. I'm the one who lives in it. There is a difference between white people and black people. I didn't do it. I don't want it. I don't want it Look, look. Look, 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 I have really good friends who are white. That's not the problem. I don't have a problem with black, black in my people. family. I, I, see, I see me personally... Me personally see everyone the same, no matter the color. It was the way I was raised. I was raised around a lot of different cultures, uh, me personally. So there's no way that I could really, uh, you know, uh, be upset or or, or hate a whole other culture, not even white people. But I'm telling you right now, in America, there is a situation where black kids are dying way more than white kids. And it's not just them shooting themselves. Because you even yeah, know white kids themselves. 93% of blacks die at the hands of other blacks. 93%. According to Ruby Giuliani. Right? Let, let me say it's not 
there's, there's the old thing that happens, whether people well, want to admit you, it or you not. African Americans are not given the benefit of the doubt in a whole lot of situations that come down to social stuff and everyone else because it, 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 it's, it's no surprise that when you want to the media that reports and does shit, when they show certain scenarios, but for us doing something, it is the most horrible thing there is. It's just like, let's take something simple, for example, violence in a movie. Now, if we show violence in a movie, you get more protest than a little bit of how it's violence, how they don't want to see it, how they don't want to see their kids doing it. But the same folks that, that, that if they're say, say if they were white, they want to portray gangsters, they want to portray certain roles or do something, oh, it's Oscar material. That is what a small microcosm of how everything kind of gets pushed across. But now I think about it. Yeah, listen to the music. Yeah, there's deeper underlying problems. But all I'm saying is, is when you take that small microcosm, and that's a small microcosm, and you graph that across <laughs> everything else, this is what I mean by the benefit of the doubt factor. You know, as they say, if it's good for the goose, it should be good for the gander. If it's good for, 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 for one set of folks, it should be good for everybody. Like my man said earlier, we weren't actually indigenous to this situation. We were kind of bought in as the help, and then later on, when we were granted certain uh, things that were actually, as our Constitution said, certain inalienable rights, you got to understand something. When you say that all men are created equal, and then you go four, four, and seven, which a score is 20 years, and you go 87 years in which we're slaves and other people aren't, everything else after that, we even though it's, that, that was a long time ago, we're still trying to catch up to that all the way across. And it is not an equal society as a whole. And I don't want to hear this business about, well, you got, you know, Obama for president. That's really a scathing kind of, kind of, kind of reality so far as that's concerned because there's a whole lot of stuff this man could have actually done for his community that he has not done. So, right, so like I said, right. Sport, and look what he's done to my community. Yeah, but you know what? If he ran again, I bet you he would get 90 cents back I'm from West Virginia, and he tried to destroy all the jobs in my community. He did. They hate him. They don't like him because of his economic policies of uh, outlawing coal, which he's going to do this week, as a matter of fact, all right? All the new EPA regulations. He has some help on that fuckery, too, though. When you get a do-nothing Congress that just kind of sits there and does nothing at all. But see, right? But wait, and, let and, me and let, this, let me disagrees with policies that were traditionally their own. That's kind of difficult to go down that road, so far as the job is concerned, because he put infrastructure and job bills out there that they basically ignored. Now all of a sudden, everything he was talking about, he wanted to do, not their control. They want to do it, but I'm I'm getting off subject. Go ahead, Juan. Let me let me just, let me just play devil's advocate. But then it comes back to the point of we we talk we sitting here talking about how we don't have a vote, how we don't have this, and how we're we're segregated and we're done this too and this is done that too to us, and all this other stuff is done. But you have one of the strongest powers that you can use in this country. You talked about the Senate not being able to back Obama on some of the bills, right? But you have a vote. You have a say-so. We all have a say-so. Black, white, Spanish. We keep voting for the same people, though, over and over. And we keep we, on, we keep, we yeah, keep on, re, we keep on, we keep on voting in 
the same people that have done nothing for the communities that they serve for the last 16-something years. I mean, do you really want Hillary to be the next president? I mean, uh, aren't you young enough to realize well, she's oh, really oh, old. Oh, Aren't oh, you young enough? We got, we got another caller. Just a moment, please. Right. Okay. 816, what do we got? What do you got? Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm okay, I guess. Um, I'm at work. I'm just calling in for a minute. I was um, saw the topic, and I just been listening for a couple of minutes, and I just had a couple of things I wanted to say. Um, I I live in Missouri. I live about uh, three and a half hours um, from Ferguson. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to say that um, number one, I heard somebody saying, "Well, ninety three percent of um, black black uh, murders or something are done by other blacks or whatever the case is." Oh. Well, if you look at any, what was the number? Ninety three percent. That's correct. Okay, if you if you look at any race, they're going to be more killed by their own race. Okay, now also let me say this. See, that's another way to get people to divert attention from the real issue. See, the fact is, a lot of people say, "Well, what about all the the black on black crime and the gang violence and all the murders in Chicago and all this stuff of black young men killing other black men?" But that's not the point. This man is supposed to be an officer of the law. You are supposed to protect and serve. You are not on the position of a gang member, supposedly on the same par as a gang member who's just out in the street or on the corner. You are supposed to be there to put put in a position for the community, for the society at large. Okay, so that right there, those those two comparisons can't even be made. And I, I'm sick and tired of people trying to throw that out there as if to diminish the deaths of these young black men, unarmed men, by police officers. is bull. Okay? Hold on. Hold on. The, the other thing about it is, okay, the fact is a black life, a black life means nothing. To this society, and that was shown tonight. You had people sitting out there um, over this time who have been supporting this officer. We're praying for you. We're praying for your family. What the hell do you mean you're praying for him? He's alive and well. He's going to collect money to the day that he dies. Michael Brown is dead. This young man is gone and never coming back. This young man was a teenager. I don't give a damn how they try to play out this narrative that he was big. Oh, he's this big guy, and oh, he was doing. Come on, and the, and the, when the prosecutor sat up there and said all of that stuff, it was disgusting. It was disgusting because you could hear all the lies and the racism coming out of his mouth. The fact that number one, the police chief said, or oh, in public, in public, to the media. He said when this incident happened, he said oh, the officer Dan Wilson did not know about the uh, incident at the damn convenience store. He said that himself. The chief of police who has the information, he said that. But see, this is another thing. This happened in August. Okay, we are now at the end of November. They had all this time. 
to put together a narrative that would fit what the police, uh, Ferguson police wanted it to be. They had all this time. They were able to keep everything secret. They were able to keep everything suppressed. They were able to keep the, re- the report from people. And if you remember, when the incident first happened, Michael Brown lay in the street for hours. For hours, and when they came and took his body, they took his body in the SUV, and they did not take his body in the ambulance. We don't know anything that could have happened. And the that was the coroner from the beginning. Excuse me. We don't know. we don't know what all has happened. Okay, the fix was in. What I'm saying is, the fix was in from the beginning. They even had a private coroner go, and they had three coroners. Yeah. It doesn't then matter. It does not matter. Over to the corner, the well, then, then, according to you, we're at living in a third least, world. According to you, least. we're living in a chaotic third world banana republic, and our justice system is absolutely collapsed. I don't believe it. When I, when at I, when the I've very least, a with, at the very least, he said this would have been to the crux of what's going on. They always wait a long time, like they're trying to let it be a cooling period. You need to jump on that stuff no, right when it happens. No, happened. no, no, it, no, it, no. It, that's that's it, all it, propaganda. That's all propaganda. That's I'm all just propaganda the because the they suppress information, it. sir. They suppress yeah, information. Just... They keep it from the public. They're not going to put out there who these jurors were, what to make. They're not going to do any of that. And if you listen, if you remember, if you if you all paid attention, and the prosecutor right. was talking, and one of the reporters asked him, "Well, did all the people who were eyewitnesses were they uh, uh, in the in the grand jury?" Oh, uh, um, well, uh, you know, some of them we really tried hard to track down. We couldn't find the FBI. Couldn't even find them. Oh. All right. That's bull. You can't oh, tell me God. that these are our poor black people, our working class black people predominantly, who were in that area, who were eyewitness uh, to this incident. You can't tell me the FBI can't find them. Get yeah. the hell out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. There's a 10 oh, most wanted list for the FBI hanging up the post office. <laughs> To me, this is all a byproduct of the underlying problem, which is a breakdown of the family unit and the resulting gang activity, the resulting lack of education, uh, the resulting proclivity to uh, try and make a so living. So you say Michael you know, Brown it, died because he was quite educated? Well, I think that's a pretty good reason. He had just well, yeah. graduated in high school at a technical school. He had, well, he had better he teaching and better moral uh, justification. He gang. Yeah, but he obviously didn't have very good training see, at home. See, let me let me say this, and then, I, I need to, then I'm going to go. Stories. See, there, see, there when you go man. there, you say he he didn't have very good training at yeah. home. What do you yeah, mean yeah, by yeah, that? Yeah, let me say something. Yeah, 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 Darren yeah, Wilson, yeah, if yeah, you want to do an investigation, hold on, if you want to do an investigation, Darren Wilson's mother was a drug addict and a thief. If you want to do an investigation on people and say he wasn't raised, uh, obviously wasn't raised well at home, do you know how many white kids go out here and go take stuff out of stores and yes, go do all kind of pranks and do all kind of things? That's what I said. We're raising a whole generation of out there and say they weren't raised. No, you don't know the situation that happened in the store. We didn't hear any audio. We didn't hear any other background about it. They showed this one clip, and see, that was done on purpose. They had That had nothing to do with why this young man was killed. He was shot six to ten.
ten times. See, that's another thing they don't tell you that he was actually shot more than six yeah, times. Nobody can he argue with your kind. Nobody can argue. Nobody can argue with your kind of cynicism, all right? Because you don't believe anything it's that true. anybody. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not, it's not cynicism. It really is not cynicism because I just heard a remark a little while ago about you who wasn't educated properly at home. There are an awful lot right. of rich kids. We're talking rich kids that did, that do far worse than this young man did. Everything. Well, rich has nothing to do with being raised properly. Excuse me. Rich has nothing to do with being raised properly. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I was just answering that other gentleman. So why is this a reflection of his mother or his parents? Why is because this a reflection that's the underlying problem. That a police officer shot a unarmed teenager six to ten times and killed him. How is that a reflection hey, um, on his mother and father? I have a well, question. This is all a result of the underlying issue. Frank, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this, uh, uh, since you've been on the phone, you know, when you've referred to uh, what what happened in the incident with the police, uh, everything you said had to deal with, uh, or, or the way that you put it was probably on everything. You know, and, and uh, you know, you probably could have used, uh, you know, a, a different type of force. Uh, you know what I mean? He, he uh, probably this and probably that. But you are absolutely sure that this kid wasn't raised right. No, no, that's deputy. Mm. Deputy speaking right now. Deputy, you there? Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I can't go along with this. He apparently was not raised properly. Uh, I never went out and stole and r- roughed, roughed up an old man in his store. What does that say about his character, number one, just to begin with? He used his, his largest. He was probably a bully in school and so on and so forth because of his Hello. size. Clearly, you can see that out of this. Hello. He grabbed that How old man so sure and it turned I show me the kindness to allow me to finish my statement. Go ahead. I said that if he hadn't uh, had different upbringing and so on and so forth, he wouldn't have exhibited that type of of demeanor in store with that older man. Then he came back on him to intimidate him. That says a lot about his upbringing. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, what about this cop that's still alive in his upbringing? You know how many what do you, what kids do you think, out what do you here think uh, the, the, the cops are bringing was? What do you think the cops are bringing was? His oh, father I, was killed in that. I mean, the cop was a cop. He was answering a call for a, what, a two-month-old black baby who was suffocating. He, he went there to help a black kid. That's what he was doing there. I asked you about his upbringing, not what he was doing there. Now, can I ask you a question? Not... was killed in a line of action, all right? When he uh-huh. was a young child, his father was killed or murdered by somebody. I don't know if he was black or white. Well, this is something. all chance. Just because a person is, is a cop does not mean that they are outside the realm of having racial tendencies. You got, you got cops that are in Los Angeles that are on record a calling of the people down there gorillas and apes and monkeys and everything else, just because you put on a badge and you go to law enforcement school does not avail you of, of, of being a different kind of person, nor does a good upbringing, because we have seen that just like the, the, the nephew of Max Factor, who was going around drugging and raping women, your background and how you're raised 
doesn't have a damn thing to do with your character of who you are as an individual. Sometimes people just take it upon themselves. I've seen plenty of oh, cases. Oh, it's a pretty good black, starting black, point. Black, 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 white, and indifferent who raised, who are great parents, their kids would just follow them behind other, other kids. And I mean, after all, this kid, this guy, this guy was an 18-year-old that got shot by the policeman. So it's not like he had had this broad perspective on what life was. Not making excuses for him, but just just just, just an opinion about it, how it goes. And that's how it is in a lot of areas: black, white, or indifferent. Some kids just want to fit in with whatever. Well, let me tell you something. For every Michael Brown, and he might not have been that bad a kid, just a little bit edgy, you know. But for every one of for every Michael Brown, our jails are full of black kids, Hispanic kids, and white kids that are gone. All right, they have no soul. Their eyes are empty. I've seen them. All right, so it ain't, you know we've it ain't just Mike Brown. Yeah, that's what I'm making. It ain't just Mike Brown. There's a there's a whole lot of Mike Millers. Okay, that they're the same way. There are a whole lot of your Charles Mansons, your John Wayne Daisies. There's a whole lot of people on every spectrum. It's not exactly. just Mike Brown. Exactly. That's the whole well, we're all caught up in this underlying problem. Not just we're all caught up in this. Look at that little dweeb in Sandy Hook that shot all them little kids, man. You tell me that that was he was a product of his uh, of his uh, upbringing as well. It was all along well, that's with the problem with on white crime. That's white on white crime. He was, he, was, uh, he came from a perfectly fine doctor family and did that. Yeah. That's white on white crime. How come you guys never deal with the uh, white on white crime issue? I think we're raising kind of a cold culture, man. You guys, where I live, there's no crime per se play, other than maybe B and E's or maybe. You guys have played Grand Theft Auto Five, man. In the first five minutes, you see about 300 people shot dead. We've got our six, seven-year-olds sitting in front of TVs playing that shit. Oh, I know. I don't know if you heard earlier, but I was talking about how all the the shootings have been on Facebook. Like, you remember Faces of Death, right? Uh, I remember, yeah. Yeah, you don't need Faces of Death anymore. It desensitizes our society, this, this stuff, man, you know? Well, yeah, and all the pornography that uh, 12 years old olds are watching can't help, right? Uh, all these issues of... Uh, That's the underlying problem, man. That's just creating, you know, the Mike Browns and the Charlie Mansons of the world, man. That's a deeper societal issue. Did right? you just put Mike Brown in the same category with no, Charlie no, Manson? No, 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 but that's... I, I'm talking at two ends of the spectrum, all right? <laughs> You got this you guys have this kid guilty where it, there was a reason why he died. He didn't no, die no, I mean, in front of no judge or nothing. Nothing. Well, Trayvon He's not on Martin, any type of fucking spectrum because he didn't get his day in court. You know? Well, look how Trayvon that uh, Zimmerman got off. He was as guilty as they come, you know. What was there, you know? That guy's more situation. Yeah, he was as guilty as they come. I think the cops should have called him back. Okay. 
off or let him wander away. They probably knew who he was, too, by name, right? Small community. And we can't even get the cop in court. We can't even get the cop in court to see if he was innocent or guilty. Well, he'll Fuck be moved, and he's going to lose his job, and he has to move out of state. His life's going to ruin it, too. You guys are incredible, man. The kid is dead. He's dead. There's he's a lot dead. of dead kids every day, man. We don't know the names of. There was probably 50 of them in Chicago well, last night. Well, over this one, I don't want to hear about a guy having to move the fuck out of town. Well, he has to. That's the truth. Who cares? Who well, his cares? His life is ruined forever. He was a young man, too. Who the fuck cares? The kid is dead. <laughs> He's alive, Jeez. man. He's alive. That's the difference. He's alive. I, I, I asked a question earlier for the gentleman that came in with Frank. Here are Okay, thank you. That train at least twice a year with, with, with firearms. And as you know, deadly forces is, is used to to maim and kill. And we have a 30-foot variance here, which is about a, I guess you would call it, average Cadillac or whatever, a car or whatever is about 20 feet long. So you got an extra 10 feet there. So let's say a car with a trailer, and this cop is drawn down on on, on this child or this or young all man right. or, or however you want to see it. And you mean to all tell me with all this? gun training that you have that you could not have shot the disabled this kid rather than I mean we're I mean we are talking six well, the first, okay. all right, let's yeah, let me let me respond to that if I may. Okay. Let's go back to the scene. He was grabbing the officer's revolver, okay? I shot one off. He took off. The cop is in pursuit. He turns. If I was out with a weapon at that point, thirty feet away and someone turned, and I was curious to whether they had a weapon or not, and I thought my life was in danger, I'd waste him at that moment. You don't if do that person, with a police officer. You teach your children, you, you teach your children when an officer stops you, you comply with them. You do what you need to do. You fight it out later on. You don't aggress against a police officer. And once you've done that, you, you, you've you taken the restraints up? off. You've taken the restraints off. When you go up? for an officer's weapon, you have you have taken those constraints off. This officer, according to, according to witnesses, this officer rolled up on this young man and just grabbed him. Actually, the officer had driven past him and then backed up. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know that he didn't even know Mike Brown was the person they were talking about in the store because, admittedly, he didn't know about the incident that was going on in the store until the last minute. Okay, I'm not, I'm not implying anything. When I'm, I'm not saying that. I, what I'm saying is the, this incident occurred, okay? Whether he grabbed onto that boy or not, he should have, at that point, been compliant with the officer's wishes. That's what I would teach my son. That's what I would do in the first place. If you aggress against the officer, at that point, go to grab for his gun, you've just changed the whole game plan. He's got to okay. take responsibility okay. for that himself. Let's, I'm sorry. Let's, let's, let's. Let's say I agree with you, you on that. that this kid grabbed for a cop gun over a couple of uh, cigars. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're telling well, me. Well, you believe that. I, what I'm telling you is, regardless of what happened with the cigars, when he grabbed on the and cop's again, you gun don't at like that cops. particular instant. And again, you don't like cops, but you believe that shit, don't you? 
Well, he had the, there's DNA all over the cop. There's Michael Brown's DNA on the gun, on the cop's his thigh. Blood was spilling on... everywhere. He was 30 it's feet away from <laughs> That happened <laughs> in the car. That happened in the car. Exactly. Who does that? Would you do that? I wouldn't do that. I and I know marijuana didn't believe, make him. Do I can't that. believe for somebody else who doesn't like cops, uh, I can't believe that you believe it so much. That like every word is Bible scripture. We all say, right hey, we're all fifty plus, man. I've seen the cops change over the years. I live here in Southern California, man. You should see these fucking cops around here. They're fucking paramilitary stormtroopers, man. All right. Uh, and where I live in a rural district, they're paramilitary stormtroopers, my man. They're looking for meth heads and uh, moonshiners and drug dealers, and uh, they're all white. So not very nice. So, so, right? so uh, let me let me uh, let me uh, ask a question that's posed by my homie Jay Senior over here. He has a question, and it's like, with all the new technology that's in uh, cop cars and stuff like that right now, how come we don't have the audio of this happening? Because you know the they video's going at all times. I don't know if that department had cameras or not. No, they didn't. They did not have. I don't think they were did. donated to them. Now they do. Right. They didn't, didn't have, have cameras. cameras. Right. Apple's gonna do. No, it just, right here in Orleans, we just recently enforced our police to start wearing cameras. So it is taking on all over the country, and which is a good thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. You know, if yeah, you I think about this for a second, so you're talking about that there's a young man running at well, him. Okay, how do you get off ten rounds if someone's running at you and they're that close? Well, he was using a high capacity magazine well, in the Sig Nine. Right? Adrenaline, well, adrenaline, my friend, adrenaline. Well, and you notice the first few shots were all in the arm. They steadily moved toward the center of his body later on in the uh, barrage. I'm an, so I'm he an, may I'm have tried. He may have tried to wing him at first. He may have tried to wing him at first. I'm, a, I'm an ex-Marine and, 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 and pistol sharp. Well, I'm an ex-Marine, too, my man. So what does that have to do with that type of prominence? If you stop and wait for a second, I'll tell you. What point I'm making is is that there's no way in the world if someone is right there as close as you say he is to you that you're going to shoot them six to ten times. Adrenaline or no, you're going to shoot six to ten times that's a, you know, you're, we're talking about. They weren't all in the chest. They, they weren't all in the right chest. They were running right at you six to ten times. That was mm-hmm. three bursts. You're going you're gonna to fire as many times as it takes to stop forward motion. Exactly. Six to ten times. Well, he's got, you know, whatever. He had a, you know, whatever. You're, you're, what, you're how many you're, does you're, it you're, take you're to unload that? This man's a trained eight-year veteran. How long does it take to empty your weapon? He's that close. Not, not no six to ten rounds in one person's standing that close, and they, and they don't have a, a weapon either. That doesn't make any sense to me. Six to ten rounds, and, you're sh- and he's shot down on an angle? The angle could have been when he went forward from taking a couple of hits prior to that. When you're firing in succession like that, it could have very well happened that way. And I believe it did. Exactly. Would it say that? Say, say that again. You, you took in a couple of rounds. That's right. You it's a couple of rounds. So you feel that the threat is eliminated. Ten this rounds. This guy was a marine. Over. This guy was a marine too, brother. He uh, he fought in Vietnam for us, just like maybe you did. I don't know, but this guy uh, he was there. I don't know, gentlemen. There's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of particulars to this thing, 
And I don't, I don't think yeah, we have any wrong there answers. Are, I, think, I, think, I, think, I think, I think, we're we're analyzing it the right way because we're trying to look at it from every angle. And there's, of course, you know, as human nature, we're not going to agree on everything. But the bottom well, here's, line is, here's, just, here's the look, thing, and this and this brings us back to why we're all here right now, with with so much speculation and so much that could have happened. Why isn't he in court right now? Because he didn't meet the criteria of a grand jury to be right. The political system yeah, doesn't yeah, work that way. You don't get to go put a man over public opinion versus facts and evidence, and you know well, that. Well, well, I think then you're a human being. No matter what you, the you heard, has, guys, you should have to speak. You should have to speak for that, which is why I don't agree with a at grand some, jury at some point, months at some time point, in order to do something. You should catch it while it's fresh in your memory. You know, at you, some you point, they would have to go to the grand jury. If they had charged him right away, it would have still had to go to the grand jury, all right? At some point, the grand jury is going to see it. True enough, but for that for that small municipality to take, what is this, August, on the end of December, we're going to take four months. We're going to take four months. That's just so much and never brought up again in a hurry. That just shows exactly what, 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 what they did. And they went directly to the grand jury. Why? Because you want to stomp it out and you don't want it to linger anymore. So go well, ahead and stomp it out, and that's exactly what they did. Was, well, it was picked before the crime ever happened. It was a supposed crime. The grand jury was picked. Prior to that date, as Mark Gallego said, who was in on the, on, on, on the OJ trial, you know, this thing. That the DA should have been handling this and should have had his hands on the pulse of this thing. He, he chose the football rather than put it in play. And he, and he just well, didn't the permit for four months to let it cool off. But it involves, the all the it involves a long ass fucking scandal. Oh, can we talk about this? It doesn't happen with these weapons. I can't understand what that guy's saying. He's breaking it's up. It's been about two minutes or less than it all. Oh. That was uh, JC, man. He was saying uh, that, um, you know, in these situations, uh, there, there always seems to be uh, uh, dealing with uh, 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 a, a white person and a black person that uh, there's uh, some type of weapon involved, too, that no doubt that the white person has either a gun, a knife, or uh, something. You know what I mean? That's uh, your situation involved a long. I'm in front of a I'm, I'm in front of a computer, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google a long standoff. It's like with a lot of these killings and shit that involve white folks and police officers. It involves a long standoff period. They at least allow a period of time for you to oh, can we calm down the situation? Let's talk about this. Put down your weapon. But the shit's not happening well, with these black folks. We're getting killed, man. In Four minutes or less. When the police are on the scene, we're out of here in four minutes or fucking Jim, less. Jim, Jim. All right. Good morning. Well, that's, that's my opinion on it. Well, we got to change some. I'm watching television now. There's fires out in Missouri. This isn't good PR for uh, foreign countries to see, all right, on Al Jazeera showing this. And we got to get over it, guys. Right ain't the way to go, man, because you burn down your own stuff in your own communities. You know, when, when and then nobody when wants to go in there and redevelop them. Hey, Juan, Juan, do you agree with them that we just got to get over it? 
Do you agree that we just need to get over this? No. Hold on. It's, let's it's let's not, discuss it's that when we something. come back for a break. We're going to take a quick break, and then, like I said, when we get back, let's discuss Ooh, some of the things we feel can happen here. to make that happen. So let's stick for more shots. We'll, we'll be right back. Put something on that. that works there. Hold it now. Well, he's old. All right, Coach, continue, man. Let's get this going. 
Well, well, I, well, I see. I, I can agree with my man. I don't like to see, you know, the type of stuff that's going on right now with the with the smoke and and the and the mirrors. But you know, this whole thing has been what I looks like to me has been kind of smoke and mirrors from the from the beginning. Uh, I just think that if it's just my personal opinion that if oh, a person kills, if a person kills somebody, if a person yeah. kills someone, uh, they should have to, you know, say in some sort of public forum even if we don't get a chance to really address them in the format we're doing now, what's your, what's your thoughts were and what was going on? And I think that a grand jury should be limited to 30 days, unless it's one of these large places like New York and there's a whole lot of information, to keep us on stun for four months while they twiddle their thumbs and I think we're going to do it today. No, I think we'll do it Monday. Let's do it Saturday. That needs to stop. I think when things like this happen, you have to catch it while it's fresh on a person's mind so they remember everything that happens because there's a whole lot of room for embellishment when you wait four to six months. That's just my own opinion. Go ahead, anybody that wants to go ahead and start. Well, I think that that was all recorded. The statements were taken fresh, and it was just presented in a legal way. I mean, you you seem to just want to throw the cop up there and go through a trial so it's put on uh, court TV and everybody in America can hover around their televisions, all right? That's not, uh, that's, 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 not, that's not what I want. That, that, don't, don't represent me like that because that's well, not what I want. I, I, I'm, what I'm saying is, I want them to prove without a shadow of a doubt that they had a reason to kill Michael Brown. Well, we all that's got to see the Zimmerman trial, and we saw how that drug out, okay? And the atrocious ending of that or whatever. And. It's just there was not going to be another circus like that. And Barack even said it, President Barack, in his statement tonight, that this is just all made for TV. Did you hear that little thing he said? It makes for good television, all right? Well, I don't like the fellow either, but I like his economic policies, all right? There's a lot I don't like, but I like his economic policies. It worked out fine. All right, he got America back to work, all right? Did a halfway decent job. That's what it's all about, man. It's all about the prospering in a country so black and white and Hispanic kids aren't standing around the fucking street in front of a liquor store watching cars go by. Yeah. No, that's not what it's about. Uh, it's about uh, a race of people being able to kill another race of people or people in power being able to kill people without power and unarmed uh, and get away with it. That's what it's about. Not that the justice system works, not that the justice system works, but not having any type of justice system involved in it whatsoever at all. As far but as you know, that, far, oh, well, you know more whites get shot by the cops compared to blacks, right? You know that, right? No, that's, that's not true. That's why I don't like crime. That is true. Over the span of a decade, I'm looking at it right now, man, the Bureau of FBI stats. Over the span now, of more than a decade. How many unarmed? Look up how many unarmed white people have been shot. Okay, well, this stat says 2,151 whites died of being shot by the police. This is in the last decade versus 1,130 blacks. Unarmed. Right. We're sticking to the subject here. The subject is unarmed people. Unarmed. Unarmed. But we got we got to get through this. We just can't have the whole world community viewing America. What does that mean? What does that mean? Stop talking about it? Well, we've got to go in and change the rule book, vote for new people to run this corrupt government. I mean, you're admitting the government's corrupt. I know it's corrupt. Everybody knows it's corrupt. 
And that sure. DA, he was elected into that position. That's an elected position. Okay? Correct. Somebody voted him in. Okay? And obviously well, well, he raised you know, If, if we want to talk numbers, if we want to talk you know? proportion, when you've got, when you've got six, uh, uh, three uh, officers that are African-American on that force and, and, and 26 that are white, that's not a diverse force. With that too, and you know what they are. They have very tough standards when they're rookies and they weed out of the academy, okay? These police departments over and over and over again go out of their way. They've lowered their test scores to get in. They've done everything they can to recruit minority candidates and it's failed in a lot of the cases. You know, you right? know, you know what I got I got you know what, I have a distinct problem with that because that the, the the point of phrase I use when I hear stuff like that, that's fuckery. Because what you're, say, what you're saying is is that somehow African Americans or minorities have lower scores, and when in reality, the educational system that we have is based off of Eurocentric thought. If we went to the, the developed countries of Africa, I'm not talking about the Congo and areas where they always like to show poor people, you know, asking for aid somewhere, but the developed city, and if yeah. we were to take, and we were to take, you know, white folks from here, and put them in another country, the people of that country would think that whites or blacks from America were ignorant because they didn't know their things, because traditionally speaking, our schools and our educational systems aren't based on everyone's diversity, it's based upon uh, black people being expected to learn what white people are all about. The numbers the numbers don't bear that out. The numbers don't bear that out, okay? There is no incessant desire for it to be the other way around. I mean the kick times blacks are about three times more likely than whites to die at the hands of the cops, yes. But proportionately they commit but they commit uh, they, I'm looking at the stats right now. They commit three times the percentage of felonies. Are you, are you, are you, are you, honest, are you honestly going to sit here He's and expect me to believe stats. stats that were written by a white man about black people so far as crime is concerned? Well, see, I, I can't. A lot of, when a lot of crimes get that, that whites do get brushed You can't argue with that. You can't argue with that kind of cynicism. Let me tell you something. First of all, those stats those stats were probably done done by a white person. Here in the city of Portland, Oregon, where justification is alive and well, where justification is alive and well, they purposely will not report crime in white areas, but they come to the black side of town because there are fewer no, white and black people. If we're that far gone, we might as just give up. If we're that far gone, man, if, you know, if. Nothing. We, we think you, that you, far. Are we going? We've been that far gone. It is a known fact that they do not report crime in the same areas, both places, because there seems to be a comfort by media and other folks to make it feel comfortable that the only ones committing crime, the only ones that are somehow beneath someone else, are the minorities that are in America. That's insane. No, man. that's not true. That's not. That's not what I said. They commit. Whites commit their share of the felonies, but proportionately, blacks commit three times the amount. Yeah, that's white people commit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's on Eric Holder's website. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at it. Oh, 
I, I'm looking at it like white-collar crime because white-collar crime is yeah, far more devastating, especially in terms of identity fraud and The felony rates for white stand at 330 per 100,000. For blacks, it's 1,178 per 100,000. That's about three times. That's about three times as much. That directly correlates with the number of blacks that are killed by cops as whites. It's about three times the difference. It's the same uh, ratio. As blacks, how do we get there? I'm going to tell you how we get there. And undernourished uh, a system so far as, as uh, including blacks in on things proportionally the same as whites. Because there's this theory that somehow that blacks have to beg to be part of a white system, when in reality, a lot of blacks still who are successful, that story doesn't get reported. The only thing they ever well, focus on is history. And, and it's, look, it's Psych 101. It's Psych 101. Right. Psych 101 yeah, teaches you that it and, and here's, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, and, uh,. Uh, Frank, since you and your uh, friend got on, it, it's like you've been trying to defend uh, th- this cop and, and uh, this situation. No, no, um, the criminal justice. No, I just think there's a deeper underlying and, problem. And, and, every, and every time, and, and the closest, and the, and the closest that you've come to talking about the actual real problem is, um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, a, a black person is three times more likely to be uh, killed by foul. a police officer, but and then you go into something else, like that's well, fucked up. No, what I want to know, we we can't continually continue to live where everybody's frightened of each other is what it's getting to. Okay, we're becoming segregated. I told you that earlier in this podcast. All right. And that's the underlying problem. We're having well, really bad segregation. You can afford to not be scared of cops. You can hey, afford to not be scared of cops. I can't. Well, I, I just be afford to get arrested, but I don't want to be arrested just like you. Well, when, I don't when, want when to be arrested. The question, is, the question is, when have we ever been integrated? I, I'll be honest with you. I think integration with Michael Brown hurt the American Oh, you drive to Atlanta in the south. That's pretty well integrated. I'll tell you, man, I've said it a million times. I don't want to get off on another subject, but I'm 57 years old. I've I've lived long enough to see some shit go by. I thought the race relations in this country were getting better up until about the 80s, all right? For me, the game changer was opening the borders. It squeezed all of us, Okay. And to me, that was the kind of the turning point in the progress we made up until that time. Okay, let me give you that same perspective from the African-American perspective. That there were, there were gays, especially after Martin Luther King died, there were gays in the African-American community. But somehow, between our government, the devil in the deep blue sea, the drugs that put in the drugs, the crack and the cocaine and everything, because blacks never, at that time never owned any airplanes or anything, the drugs and everything, get put into our communities and slowed us all the way down. Can some of the federal crime and some of the stuff that's going on be linked to the fact that, that between our government and somebody who dropped all these drugs in our community and destroyed our families, and then when you destroy a family, what, how do you destroy a family? You put drugs in, in, in people's communities, right? First, well, when, most when, when of those drugs came over the Mexican When blacks start making games, the whites move out of those, out of those communities because they don't want to live next to them. Then you put drugs in yep. the community, and you send the head of the family to jail. 
They don't just send a head of family in jail. The mama has the mama has to become the the mother and the father to those children, which means that he the, that the young male isn't going to be you know able to progress or whatever because he doesn't have a male example under the Willie Lynch rules. Doesn't have the 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 uh the whatever um. The, the mental thing to keep up steady because he's having his mama raise him other than his father. So you got to understand something. The largest society or the, what I call the, original, the dominant portion of society that shits on poor blacks and poor whites puts these drugs in our community, destroys the fiber of our community, and then we're left standing here you know, with, with broken homes all the time and we don't know where we're coming from. That's how, the, how, how our community got destroyed. Because we were making those strides. As soon as we started making those strides, there was all of a sudden, if you notice, there's one, first it was marijuana, then it went from marijuana to cocaine, then it went from cocaine to meth, then it went from meth to somewhere else. Uh, some parents who was not African-American put those drugs in our, in our communities and it destroyed our communities. That's how the African-American community got destroyed. Those are your Mexican drug cartels and your Colombian drug cartels. California. Along with 30 million Mexicans, we brought a whole lot of drugs over that border, too. You're right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Let's, let's, let's remember, you know, I hear that a lot, too. Let's remember the Mexican population was here first. There's a reason. No, there's they, a reason why. There's a. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a. It, it was. And, and remember, if you talk, if you want to get technical about it, Christopher Columbus came from Spain. Neither the people in Santa yeah. Maria. There's a reason. There's a reason why the cities are named Los Angeles, San Diego, Santa Cruz, San Jose. Those are American reasons. names. That's what you're talking about. There's a yeah, reason but for that. Yeah, really lived there, man. There were very few Mexicans at that point in the Mexican history because Mexicans. Do you know what a Mexican is? Back. You know what a Mexican is? Yeah, it's a, a Mexican. In reality, it's an Indian, it's an Indian, Indian mixed with a Spanish person. Yeah. That's what a Mexican yeah. is. Right. So Indian and a Spanish person, right? I mean, well, I, like hear, I, I, hear term, I, I hear the term "all American" all the time. The last time I checked, the only "all Americans" that there were were the American Indians. Well, we bought the one off France, Louisiana Purchase, California was there, and we built a border in Texas. You know the story of Davy Crockett and the War of uh, 1848, all right? It happens. It's part of our country, all right? You can't reverse that one either, okay? So then why do you give a fuck about so much somebody else coming into this country? Well, it proves to me that the Indians had very bad immigration. I think it squeezed the blacks, it squeezed the whites, it squeezed our blue-collar workforce, and it created this horrendous uh, youth unemployment rate. Oh, that's bullshit. (laughs) We got (laughs) room. We got now, what are we going to do in the future when Chinese goods yeah. the American market? That, that, vast, that, that vast inflow of Mexicans just happened to coincide with us moving most of our manufacturing to China. It was a perfect storm. It was a nightmare scenario. Yeah, reaping the benefits of it right now. This is what we're seeing. The Fergusons are just a, a, it's a surface of what we did 30 years ago in this country. Well, can I ask? Can I ask and 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 to feed on some stuff here? Now we were talk. We were throwing statistics around before. This is a statistic that that actually shows how many African Americans were killed in a time in a time period of 2012. This is actually factual statistics. 28 African American people were killed. Of the of the 28. 11 were innocent of any illegal behavior that involved a threat to anyone, although the shooters claimed they looked suspicious. What is suspicious? 
what's suspicious about someone walking on the street? What's suspicious about somebody? And, and I want to get into that. They're different. They're, right. Everybody's different. Everybody. Right. You're now, now, suspicious let me, let me, to me over now, the internet, and I might be well, to you over the internet. Right, but let me let me let let me just let, let me just touch on one of the suspicious people that the murder was committed on what is it October the tenth of two thousand and twelve, Manuel Loggins Jr. of San Clemente, California. He was he had stepped out of his vehicle, his SUV. His daughters were in the vehicle. He approached the car. And the police, the police officers alleged that he was a threat to his that he that he may have possibly posed a threat to his to the girls that were in the vehicle. If they had stopped to ask him if those girls in that vehicle were his girls, were his daughters, would he still be alive? Now you want to talk about statistics about border patrol and border crossing and people be first off those Mex, those same Mexicans that you're talking about coming across the border. Come here to take the job that you won't take. Come to do stuff that you won't. That's do. bullshit. Come that's to... absolute crap, that's, man. That's, You've drank that, the Kool Aid. They're not just picking not... cabbages anymore, man. Believe me. All right, they're driving trucks. They're cooking our food. They're cleaning our buildings. They're fixing our electrical, plumbing, drywall, paint, carpentry. You name it. They're and not just picking them. cabbages anymore. Right, but you well, we all got to do that job. Man. You pay them to do that job. You pay them. Hey, I live, to I live in Southern California, man. I was in the construction industry. We always had black guys. They were the best drywallers I've ever seen have been black. The best painters I've ever seen have been black. The best masons I've ever seen have been black. I defy you to go any construction site in California right now and find one black guy on that site. I defy you. <laughs> hey, have you ever been put into a situation where you uh, were the minority? On a on a work site. Well, yeah. Pardon, pardon me. Say that again. A minority on a work site. Yeah, I. Uh, the whites are minorities on every on every yeah. job site around here. Whites are minorities. Yeah, I Well, then you just live in the wrong area. I'm living in Southern California, man. I'm living about 15 miles north of San Clemente, that town he just mentioned. Well, then, uh, you come up here to Oregon, man. Uh, man, you guys run this. I don't know what the fuck's going on down in Cali. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's, uh, it's northern There's Mexico no down here. With white guys working construction you out here. Be some good well, this, uh, look at the numbers, man. There's 40 million people in California, and that's just the ones we know about. So Hispanics are 51.5%. How much? 51.5%. The whites are the minority in California now. Hispanics are the dominant uh, race. What's the percent, what's the percentage of whites then? Uh, what, uh, 38%. Yeah, 38, 40%. So that includes Chinese. And that means black that folks includes, are still the minority. Oh, yeah. Now, let me ask you yeah. something. Let, let, me, let me ask you a question. Orange County, where I live, is only 2% black. Right. Well, let me, let me touch on something right. else since apparently it's an issue with that. So explain to me why. Let me see. Rika Boyd, 20, age 22, was killed on March 27th of 2012 in Chicago, Illinois, shot by an off-duty police officer, uh, by an off-duty cop. She was an innocent bystander. Explain to me that. 
Well, they shot a explain? 14-year-old in Cleveland yesterday because he had a BB gun in the schoolyard. We made these cops, man. We made these fucking cops. I'm telling you, we made. We, we went off the war and made these cops. These are what's left over from having war for 12 he years 12. in the Middle East. All right. He was what left over. 12, 12. You guys remember, if you guys are 30, 40 years old, you remember cops never used to be this fucking on uh, on edge. Never. Well, wow. Right. But you know why? Because not, not, they not, could not. do it without having to worry about anything. No. 30 years a lot ago. Of cops, yeah, you have cops 40 now years coming ago. home from, uh, with urban warfare tactics. Where do you think they learned urban warfare tactics? Iraq, Afghanistan, villages. That's who our cops are, guys. And they look all the same. Look at their armament. Look at their gear. Look at their pants. Look at their boots. But I got a, I got a feeling that none of us in this chat room are, are, have ever been in this situation with a cop. You know, we've had run-ins with cops. We all have, all right? I've had a cop oh, see a couple of Oh, you're, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, well, I had, yeah, no. I had a pretty serious run-in with a fucking cop, all right? with a bunch of cops, actually. I had SWAT in front of my, surrounding my fucking house. I ain't kidding you either. But uh, nevertheless, uh, cops never used to be like this. And we all, I mean, you don't have any real serious issues with the cops. You're here talking on an internet radio show. You're educated. You probably make good money. You know, I don't know. We don't have any issues like this, man. No, we do. We we do. We do. See, and, and there goes the grouping again. And I'm telling you, it, it's not it, it's not something you can group because this is happening to young black unarmed men are uneducated. Well, and I can't state that enough. Young, like you talk about all the other young, problems, but this is the problem right now. And we can't get any justice for it. With so many people that the city starts rioting, you're telling me it's not important enough. And it's just media hype. Well, that was Barack tonight. He said this makes for good television, and I'm watching it. I don't give a fuck what he says. He's a puppet. Well, 98% of blacks voted for him. You know, you talk about all of this, but, you know, uh, I live in the New Orleans area. Consequently, we have quite a bit of crime down here and so on and so forth. And I I remember, I think it was Mark Kubrick had said if he had seen a a gang of hooded hooded people on the side of the street, he'd cross the street. And if he got to the other side, that hooded, those hooded people happened to have tattoos and whatever and were white gangbangers, he'd cross the street. And it's gotten to the point where if something isn't done with the younger men like this, they're going to come up and they want to have this gangster-type personality and this this confrontive type but thing. We're not talking they, about they just run, up, they run upon the wrong people, from my perspective. We're talking about people who are unarmed. We're talking about unarmed You don't know that they're unarmed. This is my point. Look, but just hear me out. I don't know that you're unarmed or whatever, but I'm in my 70s. I spent quite a few years in the Marine Corps. No, the people and if who you are approach, dying, and if you approach, listen, would you listen to me? And if you approach me in any way that I think is going to intimidate me, and you look a certain uh, certain way, yes, that puts me what? on guard. Is it going to scare me? Yes. Are you going to meet Jesus? You can take it to the bank. 
Now, do you see the way that goes? You have got to be able to project a different image. And you know, one way of doing that is getting these young people off the street. The difference is you don't do it The gang mentality attitude. You like to just talk over me. You don't do it at a job every day on American soil on American streets. You know. Now, let me ask you another question. You just said something. You said that you live in New Orleans, so you must know about Dustin Sipp, who was killed on March 1, 2012, in New Orleans by an off-duty police officer who thought Sipp looked suspicious. What is suspicious? Look suspicious. Well, I guess that suspicious is suspicious. Thing that would intimidate you. There's a lot of things that are suspicious to different people. Am I intimidating you by walking down the you street? You don't approach people. You don't carry on certain attitudes if you're not looking for that type of an issue to occur. But my thing it comes down to controlling yourself. That's what so I'm like saying. None, of us, none of us in this room have had this kind of confrontation with cops. None of us. We're all living, you know, fairly normally, man. You guys are. Sort of. Sort of. Too much pot. Same problems, man. All right. We all watch the same television shows, the same movies. All right. You play the same video games. I don't listen to your music. You don't listen to my music. I know that. All right? We both get to listen to either of our musics. And uh, this, this, I'm telling you, dude, you got to get over this stuff, man. People are going to see this and they're going to be frightened. All right? And you saw the spike in gun sales in the Ferguson, Missouri area, didn't you? Everybody went out and bought a gun now. I mean, another. 30,000 guns out there on the streets. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sure you want them taken off, don't you? Well, Would I got you rather have uh, gun restrictions and no longer allowed to carry guns? No, you ain't ever doing that to me, my man. No. no. Right. Okay, then. So what never. the fuck are you saying to me right now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you even saying? What are you even saying? There's no, more I'm guns out on the street than you're nervous? Yeah, well, well, there's an ever-increasing level of distrust. Is that intimidating like. to you? Is that intimidating to you? Uh, <laughs> more black folks got guns? Well, that's not true. White folks got about 65% of them. Right. Of course. So I'm saying, no, I said 38,000, right? You said uh, 38,000 more guns are out there now? Yeah, right. And they're bought yeah. by white people. 38,000 more intimidated? white people. No, no, I'm not. I Is that intimidating? I got plenty of my own guns, my man, all right? <laughs> I got plenty of ammunition and plenty of my own. Don't worry, we're white. Yeah, well, it all starts at the family, man. When that little baby's born, in what situation is that kid born into, man? You know, so, so I'm saying, though. It's a good parent to raise a child, and you know that. If it doesn't take a community, it takes one good You know, in, 19, in 1945, the illegitimacy rate in the black community was only 15%. Now it's you guys 73%. Sure do, you guys sure do know a lot about black folks. I know. Well, here's I know. something. Here's well, something. I'm in front of here's something. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Listen, uh, here's something that I definitely know about uh, white people, and that's uh, about 99% of them are racist. <laughs> and uh, find everything I do intimidating. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. I'm racist. No, I wasn't born racist. No, but I've that's a fact. Looked that shit up. 
<laughs> well, I, 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 I might go with you on that. If Trump, they practice yeah. some form of racism, yeah, whether it's over racism. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I find intriguing is how many stats there are out there that you pick African Americans. Yeah, but that illegitimacy is a big one. And that illegitimacy stat, that's a big one, all right? Because that goes to the root cause of all this shit we're talking about, all right? That's a big one. Well, see, what I I find intriguing about that is you can't tell me how many white people are on that stat. No, uh, illegitimacy rate in the white community. Yes, we can. I can look it up. I'm 48%. It's increased. Somehow you committed to memory. I'm going to give you a little right. answer on this one. It's really not your fault, but that is how society has trained you to think about African American people, and that's in the most yeah. negative, most the most you know yeah. sick way there. But in reality, but we're talking about African American people. That's what this whole conversation is about. Is about the uh, about the imbalance of African Americans. It's all out of whack. So hundreds of years, we didn't know we didn't know a lot about how things work so far as as you know these different character things and stuff like that. But when you think of the brutality that we face, when you think of the fact that even now that it's done, I call it the sh- the, the, the the sugar uh, shit cake theory, where you can sit up and you can have two cakes sitting side by side. One is chocolate. One is the cake that's covered with shit, but it's nice and designed with the same uh, a frosting design. But you don't know which one it is until you start baking it or eating it. And when you have a society that has made its 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 bones on talking all this shit about how the negative stuff and stats that are remembered, like by gentlemen like yourself, of of what it is that we do that's fucked up or looking at us in, in a fucked up way when people that brought us over here enslaved us raped our, 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 our great-great-great-grandmothers, imprisoned us, worked us for free, did all this crazy shit. We have a constitution that, like I said, four score uh, so scores. Yeah, but that, 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 that look, same look, thing held through in 1940. A score is 20 years. For four score in seven years, or 87 years, according to Lincoln's speech, Right, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the country was formed for a more perfect union, but in reality, none of the first 15 presidents were following the doctrine of what the Constitution was supposed to admit, and it was done illegitimately because we were slaves. We and all men were not created equal. So when you when you have yeah, historically, when you people in the 40s, we've been slavery in this country from from its inception then you can understand why African-Americans aren't very trusting of white people because of what you did to our great Not you particularly, but what you did to our great-grandparents. And then we see an educational system that is routinely slanted towards the betterment of white people. And, 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 and Marge, you made it earlier in the show where you have to somehow lower your standards to get us there when in reality there's a lot of inventions and things that we created in this country we don't get credit for. The very farmer's almanac that you used was created by Benjamin Banneker. The very structures that you have in Washington, D.C., including the street design, was designed by an African-American. The fact that you have a traffic signal, the fact that you have an elevator, the fact that the blood plasma has saved your life. 
was created by the African American, but somehow the only chapter that's remembered we by for us is this book. We were taught it, all that. We were taught all that in school. I was taught all. I mean, the people in the 40s with that 15% illegitimacy rate—they were closer to slavery than you are. All right, but, but they only had a 15. Exactly, but understand what I'm saying. In 2014, we still hear stats from from you two gentlemen as examples. You're a microcosm, but the, the example that I'm trying to put forth here is that what I'm hearing from you is the same negative images that TV puts out about us all the damn time. It's in their movies. It's in their. It's, like, it's almost as if they couldn't respect Malcolm because he said be strong, but you can respect Martin because he would rather get slapped in the face first. And this is what I'm saying. You, you, you can't, we can't have the pie continue to ask, well, what can we do to move on and do things until we recognize the fact that white people are as palatable for what our existence is as we are because we were bought into this existence. We weren't asked to be bought over here. In a lot of cases of what I see in Africa, I'm glad we were, in a sense, we were bought over well, here. But you understand what I'm, you understand what I'm saying. We treated very well, too, man, all right? That's a lot great. A of immigrants came here were mistreated, misabused, thrown <laughs> in coal mines and factories, right? Uh, I'm really like, really like, really I'm I, I, I feel you, but right? I feel you. Come on, man. Only, you're brave. I can always speak. Is there people who not come over here and I mean, you guys, every single day. you guys want to focus on the homicide rate, but you don't want to talk about the illegitimacy rate. And I'll, and I'll ask you the question again. How many white people have done that? And your answer was, I don't know. I, I'm looking at it right now. About 50%. It's about, for non-Hispanic whites, it's about 28.6%. For Hispanics, it's 52 point. For, for Hispanics, it's 52.5%. For non-Hispanic blacks, it's at 72.3%. That's right. Man, with the divorce rate. What you're talking about the within the race. All I'm doing is reading off a web page, man. I'm not. I'm not. You're, you're, you know, you're talking about with, within each individual race, um, and, and, and even there, you got white people at 50 and, and black folks at 72. Well, the, the and it's point like, is, oh, uh, well, regardless, regardless uh, of the numbers, regardless of the numbers, we've had a diminishing family structure in this country. All right. The concept of, yep. a, of, a, of a civil family structure, of a strong family structure, has diminished. Mm-hmm. And what does that have to do about cops shooting black kids? Uh, because it is It starts to dominoes falling, man. Right. The kid doesn't that's grow that's up right. He doesn't grow up with the right education. Oh, Jim, you're he putting can't it get on the kid. The kid's or, not here to defend himself. I'm not blaming it on the kid. I'm blaming it on. I'm blaming it on the parents who fucking uh, made that baby without proper uh, proper environment. That he got got shot down unarmed by a police officer. No, just a minute, folks. We got another caller. Well, he was from a broken family too. Who do we got? What what you got? Four eight zero. Michael Brown was from a broken family, too, man. Oh, my God. Well, but, I mean, that's the root cause of it. I mean, you know, the cops aren't, I don't know, where where'd these monster cops come from, man? They were created over the decades. The KKK! Come on, fucking KKK. You're an asshole. Are you telling me that the KKK is a bunch of fucking unicorns? They don't exist, man. Come on. Oh, my God. 
If they if they exist at all, it's at some fucking moose lodge somewhere in bumfuck Mississippi. All right. Hey man, the, the, the bottom the bottom line is we we're we're all over the map with the good things that we said. Paul, but I'm reading I'm these stats. These stats right why say that 99 percent of white people are racist. So 99 percent of white people may be racist. Let's say may be racist. And you're telling me that there's not an organization out there to make sure that they stay in power and yeah, above everyone well, else I mean, they have in the world? Gangs. We see the white supremacists and the neo Nazis and the dudes on them prison shows. Uh, come on, you got me on that. Yeah, we see all these little white fucking come assholes in movie theaters and schools. We see all these. Uh, 
that was all. Yeah, that was, but see, that's, that's where you go with the abuse of power, brother. Because, right, right, right. Because there are people working in cahoots, which is actually pretty scary if you think about this. Because... Just because that's Michael Brown and an African-American, that can happen to anybody in this current system. Especially with the Patriot Act and all kinds of things that have been enacted with our our general rights, just generally, you know. So we really need to stay focused and remember that we're all in on this good fight. Because it really is a us against them, unfortunately. It's like the, the the ones that have the power and the influence and the money, and then the rest of us that keep the machine going all with the oil of our bodies. You're right. You're right. There's more and more money and fewer and fewer hands. You're absolutely right. And it's going to create a problem. More calls. I'm going to try to squeeze them in here with us. Just a moment. 580, where you calling from? What do you got? Oh, I'm calling from Oklahoma, and I'm actually more listening than anything. And wondering where the hell do you people get your thinking from? I mean, uh, the cops me? covering it up. I mean, the, the, I mean, even the pathologist that the Brown family hired agreed with the cop involved. I mean, what kind of cover up is that? If the Brown family hired someone to investigate this and they agreed with the grand jury's you know decision how is that and he's got the attorney general of the united states the attorney general of the united states wanted this white cop dead but i mean that that's a whole nother story <laughs> but um you know i mean <laughs> <laughs> Eric for Christ's sake. And he wouldn't even prosecute the black panthers <laughs> We're going to let you finish that chain of thought for a second, because i got to hear how he, how, how he wanted that to happen. Just a moment. 215, where are you calling from? What do you have? Yeah, this uh this Corey. I'm calling from Philly. And uh, I'm going to just say two points real quick, uh, fellas. I know y'all don't have much time left in y'all's show. One, I agree with the gentleman that's on your show saying about the family structure in America. It is effed up right now. It needs to be fixed. And you never know what a father or the whole family structure could do to help out bullshit situations like this happening. Two, I'm going to elaborate on this. There's a cop up in Pennsylvania, up north of here in Philly, who just killed uh, 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 the state trooper and wounded one, was in the woods for two or three damn months, had guns, bombs, and all type of shit. How the fuck does the cops... And the authorities find a way to bring his ass in alive. After I mean, for real. Somebody, but <laughs> magically, they can shoot an unarmed teenager. So that shit yeah. to me, that don't add up to me. You can sit here and call from Oklahoma and talk all that shit all you want to. You have no idea what it feels like to walk around with this bullshit. And you was probably raised mm-hmm. to think that police are all great and everything's right. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fine. I have a Pennsylvania. You don't know what it's for oh, one oh, minute. Guy surrendered and he punked out. Michael Brown didn't punk out. He didn't surrender. Hold on, hold on, just a second. Finish that, that, Corey. Uh huh. Corey. Yeah, that guy PA was crazy. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what was that other chain of thought that you were you were gonna you gonna finish up with that? Yes, the family structure he was talking about. That's all I'm saying. I agree with the demon about the family structure. He's right. We need more families. We need more moms and dads in the household to raise right. 
and keep them out of situations where they don't have to get yeah, you know, and a lot time, of fathers, we also young men. Oh, let me finish. I'm going to be done in Go one ahead. second. At the same time, we also it's also some bullshit that you can bring somebody in who killed a damn cop and shot another one, totally unharmed and unkilled, but yet you're going to shoot a teenager for dumb shit that teenagers do, walking with a mm-hmm. pan and a finger stick of willows in his hand? Get the fuck out of here, man. Crazy. Exactly. And he was sitting up in the barn too, y'all. He was like up in the barn, and they just walked up in that air hanger. I was like, really? He had a scratch on his nose. That was it. Well, yeah. he surrendered. He got down on his hands and knees, put his hands behind his head. Every cop there wanted to kill him, you know that, because he killed one of them and wounded his buddy, and they broke his nose and his uh What was that cop in California, though? Remember the cop in California, Eric Dorner or whatever? You know, he killed somebody, and they put a whole full full SWAT team out on his ass. I thought it was like World War Three going on in, we had a guy here in, Long in California. Beach. You guys might know where Long Beach is. We had a guy here uh, last summer was on his balcony with his garden hose nozzle in his hand. The cops put 10, 12 gauge shots into him. Mm. That's what I'm saying. A little bit cheap well, trigger happy. Not a Weaver, whole lot of thought uh, in what they do sometimes. The branch division. I mean, I mean, you remember the government burning all them white folk down there in Texas, burning the house down with all them white folks in there, and little kids, moms, all that. That was terrible. Oh, yeah, I remember that in Texas. Um, and, and you know what? Uh, Clinton Wait, had a lot to do with that. Uh, yep. Jan and Napoleon did, too. But, see, the yep. whole focus is the focus is that we need to work together, y'all. If we ain't going to work together right. now, then you may yep. as well just toss out the freaking ass bucket for real. Get off the truck. Get off of the dang ass. Get off the bus. Get out of the way. Because this is something that has to do with our happiness and our peace. Now, if you don't want that and you're just somebody that wants war, then war is what you got. And the thing about asking for war is that you better be careful what you really, truly ask for. And that's just the bottom line. We didn't ask for it. We didn't ask for any of it. And I'm not talking about just physical. Because, you know, the thing about war is it's more than just physical, Okay. Now you can't just think yeah. hope, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is like right. this is like a war that is like so high and so deep, and it's on and popping right now, especially with the you homosexuality the I, the and the destruction of families. Violence, the only time that I mentioned violence, uh, you know, through this whole thing is, uh, you know, when it came to uh, them rioting. And there being a riot in Ferguson, and my reply to that was, well, you know what? What they should do is riot and take down that police station and, and completely well, right uh, bring it to the ground. No. Bring no, the damn I mean, thing to the ground. I mean, and, and, I, I'm um, not for that because that's just tactically yeah. not a good move. You know, we're outnumbered, outgunned. We need to actually well, sit back station. and think about our right. steps. It's like chess, you know. You don't just right. make a move in chess. You got to think three, four hit moves ahead. Well, okay, what, 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 what are they thinking of right now? How, how many moves are, are the folks in Ferguson that are riding and thinking right now? It's a riot. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe right. what I see on television. You shouldn't well, either. Well, you, right. You're intelligent. Well, we said the same thing after Rodney King. I haven't King. seen I was any of the coverage straight. on television. I haven't seen any of the coverage on television. I haven't seen not one drop. I've seen a picture. Um, yeah. but, uh, Where are you it, at, bro? 
I'm in uh, Portland, there's, Oregon. There's oh, protests in New York, Los Angeles, St. Louis. Like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cop, cop shoots you in the back up here. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Cops kill cops kill little black kids out here all the time, unarmed and everything. Yeah. No, it, it's yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Of Philly, man. My God, that's some horrible place. There's there. protests in New York, Los Angeles, St. Louis, Philadelphia, okay, and Oakland well, too. Yeah, out here, it's not that because horrible. It's a police state. It's not that focus, focus, but focus. Still doing it. Focus. What do you want from yeah. this? What do you want from this? How are you going to achieve the, to help the people if that's what you want? Focus. I'm telling I you want... where my life they would be if I was in Ferguson right now. I'm not in Ferguson right now. Right now, it's just complete chaos in Ferguson, probably. Or I don't know. Yeah, that's what they're. The that's what everybody else is telling me from what they're seeing on TV. Nah, it's not. I mean, do you I one thing I know I wanna... about my people is we are some very peaceful people. I want us to and be And if we wanted to get out some crackers, we would already did that way back in the day. And none of you little cracker babies would have ever survive my titty. Because I can, I can guarantee you, if I really wanted to destroy you at any time, it could happen. And, you know, yeah. especially back in the day. So that means that our heart is not a heart of someone that's vicious and warlike. We are such a joyful, humble people. And that's the truth. And the it media and, and everything makes it look like we're just gangster this and we're thug that and we're bitches yep. and we hoes and we this and they, we that. We're actually a really loving people, especially yeah. the people that have been whooping our ass all this fucking time. So, you know, we're That's not rioters. <laughs> we're not <laughs> anything like that. Well, the we world are really right the most joyful people on the planet. I'm watching Al Jazeera TV. All these views from this Right, that's happening right now. There's cars and gas stations, everything's on fire. It looks like it's burning down. This is being transmitted all over the world, ma'am. Okay, mm-hmm. this is going into Saudi Arabia and South America. This is going into Europe, where they Japan. love us. You'd be well, so surprised the reception black well, people get. See, white which <laughs> white people get like a weird well, reaction from foreigners, but they love yeah. us overseas. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Go ahead. Well, <laughs> you can see the, you can well, see I'm just fascinated. You know that, too. You've been overseas with us. You know that. Well, here's the deal. They don't come here. Now, after watching these riot videos, they will not be going into the black communities to uh, spend their vacation money, right? That's all I'm getting at. It's not a good well, you know It's funny you should say that because I've noticed since uh, we've had an African-American president, no one's tried to bomb us or attack America. Well, they didn't try to I, do I, it. I mean, there's, I mean, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no, if you, if you remember when 9-11 happened, it didn't, you're saying that, but if you remember when 9-11 happened, it, the, the bombings didn't happen in Harlem. They happened in, in, in the financial district and in, and in Queens where the white people were at. I mean, so you're just saying that oh, they're not going to want to come here and do that. See, the whole thing is, what I'm saying before. We had terrorist bombings. We had Oklahoma City and the Olympic Games, the 1998 right. Olympic game, but, Games. Yeah. And there was a World Trade Center that's that's attempt that's that's bombing that's before the one well, in 2001. Well, one of the heart of D.C., which is about 80% black, too. We, yeah, we, we, can't, we can't we can't worry about what the rest of the world is looking at. There's a real simple way to, to stop the rest of the world from looking at us in a, in a negative way. 
quit doing negative shit. You can't expect the world to love you. Well, first of all, you got to admit that you're doing wrong before anybody's going to listen to anything you got to say. You got to admit where you're wrong at. And that's the first step in truth and reconciliation. Admit you're wrong. Admit your guilt. And that goes on both parties. That's yeah, exactly. What you mean? Because, you. Uh, because everybody else has admitted that they're guilty and everybody they're wrong. It's white folks that is all confused about the about what's going on because they don't want to admit and look in a mirror at their own devilish asses, and they never admit it. Not collectively. And there's and by the way, there's two classes of white folks. There's um yeah. there's the crazy heel crackers. Those are the the small hats, the Jews. Now these people are the ones that, that call themselves Jews because they're not, they're, they're from the synagogue of Satan. These people are devil worshipers, and they're mostly the ones that are really um, causing up trouble and chaos on the planet. Then there's I'm the other kind of Caucasians. Huh? No, no, no. I'm from the hills of West Virginia. I'm not Pentecostal. I don't worship <laughs> the devil. I accept the Jews so as my silly. I wasn't so. talking about Virginia. <laughs> I like you, well, though. Yeah. Well, I like your preacher, man. Understand. I really do, to tell you the truth. You're a really good personality. <laughs> but the we're hitting on good points is that, uh, is that on, on both sides is, is BS. It's both sides. It's BS on both sides. That's the thing we both got to understand. But at the same time, when the cops right, they need to just the cops is wrong. They need to just man up and be like, you know what, we wrong. We did some bullshit. We Admit need to get it. it. We won't be all this all this problems and all this stupidity. So when you're wrong, just say you're wrong. And the reason why we have all these problems because yeah, the girl does have kind of a point. It's propaganda behind all these machines, the CNN, these Fox, and all these, because they want people to think and look at you in a certain way. You could go into sports. And see how they try and destroy uh, most of the minority athletes with a with a, with a drop of a dime. But Brett Favre sends a woman a half naked text message, and they don't say shit about that. Same thing with the mm-hmm. dude who thought all on the chick at the golf course. They don't say shit about that. But they'll make Adrian Peterson to be out of out of out of a slime ball because he disciplined his son. So maybe he doesn't end up with the bullshit that happened in Ferguson. Hey, they jumped all right. over. They jumped all over the Ray Rice. Well, situation. we have to get over it. These riots just ugly. look good on television, man. I'm telling even, you. Even though, you got a TV, even though the Ray Rice situation was ugly, bad. John Elway's son uh, knocked a woman down the stairs, and nothing was said by uh, a second time. Jerry Jones is still accused of raping a woman. We haven't heard about that one time. That was cowboy on. So I mean, it, 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 right. this is what I was saying earlier. When you get a situation in which we have a society who has a propensity to bring out all the negative stats they can about African-Americans, but then if someone says something about them, then either we're being short-sighted or there's something wrong. When in reality, if you're wrong, if you're like, you, oh, guys, we're all saying the same thing, basically. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Own up to that wrong. But that's the whole thing. The onus is not just on, on us to continue to do it. Society continues to have a disproportionate amount of misinformation and the only stats that are remembered verbatim are the ones for African Americans because it's Psych 101. Psych 101 dictates that in order to feel better about yourself, you have to defecate on somebody else's shoes. And if that's the case, we've been the products of, psych, of this Psych 101 for a I really long time. And here's the biggest error with uh, the, the whole uh, everybody taking ownership of their own thing. Um, uh, 
Michael Brown really can't take ownership of anything because he's dead. Right. Well, you can't bring him back to life. For That's the problem. And then, and then when it comes to the other side, it's like, well, hey, he's dead anyway, so why really make this cop go through all that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, sort of, yeah. Well, it wasn't a straight <laughs> well, line down. I mean, not, not for y'all, but line, some people right? do think like that. If we start right now, it's going to take a couple generations to fix this. we got to start electing leaders. Honest to God, this can happen in a week. It really could. It does not take any time, so. and I ain't got time. Honest to God, I don't. Uh, Please uh, do not uh, make me drop no damn ass bombs on y'all. See, the thing is, is that is that um, you guys are being watched, okay? You're being watched. And you're being watched by people that have more power than you. And I'm not trying to get oh, yeah. into some voodoo shit or some, or Jews, some you know, hocus pocus type stuff. I'm just saying that Jews. you really know, that you think evil exists Zion. only by itself without a good presence? Right. Just well, think about that. So all this evil is out here, Zion. but there's no good presence. There's people like you and me that have a genuine heart that's putting the, uh, you guys have no idea. I can't even explain it. But, you know, we can actually um, end this in a week. We really could. I don't think so. I, don't, I, I think the problems now are so deep-rooted in our economy, in our education system. And, well, and again, once, in our you, once, you, once you, everybody point at the emperor and finally admits he's naked, that's all we need. We need yeah. everybody to see that this emperor is as naked as his birthday right. suit. Right. I know, I know one thing. A kid that's working, a white, black, or otherwise, doesn't got time to go steal Swisher Sweet and is not interested in it anyway. He's not going to run around with a sheet over his head either. Yeah, well, some of them are going to die over. That's just the byproduct mm. of all the trust that's being created. That should never I guess, happen. I guess I see why God needed a flood. Because sometimes you just got to wash all these dumbass niggas down the drain. Well, I'm watching Al Jazeera, and they're doing one heck of coverage <laughs> on Ferguson right now. Plenty of dumbass crackers out there now, too. I know you were about Yeah, it is, too. Half the people in the county I live are on welfare. What do you mean, man? Jesus. You got to shrink this government. We got to slowly keep people off welfare. Slowly. We can't do it all at once. We got to make these people more self all right, and we gotta no, get, we, we gotta need to call up. out the ones that are messing with all of us so we can't be happy on our own planet. Come on, we ain't got nowhere else to go. We need to start calling out these people hey, that are, are ruining our lives. Yeah. Hey, Frank, Frank, uh, do you realize how racist it is anytime you start bringing up the question of black folks and uh, uh, the American uh, black people um, and then bring up welfare with it, like every single conversation? Do you realize There's more white people on welfare than black. There's more. Then why? Then why? Then why do black people? Then why are black people always brought up in the conversation of welfare? Well, you know that you know the stats here in California. Thirty-five percent of California is on some type of welfare. Yeah, but but they they just did a stat the other day though that seventy-three percent of the people that are on welfare 
are actually white yeah. people. Welfare was yeah, actually that's created. Who cares? You guys are talking about something so useless. It's actually created. Honestly, I mean, how did y'all get even on the welfare subject? Whoever brought that up, shame on them. You get a clap. You get a clap. Don't bring up the welfare thing no more because you made me track up with that one. My thing is, is this. We keep hearing the thing about, you know, how someone is raised. And I still say that one of the richest men ever in America, Max Factor, who had Max Factor products for women's makeup and everything else, had had a a son or a nephew who grew up under him and took over the family business. I think it was his son. Took over his family business. This man was drugging and raping women like crazy. So at the end of the day, it still comes down to the individual. I have seen plenty of cases where African Americans, because I can only speak for myself, have have had degrees and everything else in their house and raised their children quite well. But because of this this peer pressure thing, and it's not just an African American thing; it's all the way around. Just like you know, people recruit the KKK, the skinheads, and everything else. There's plenty of cases where they've raised. Their children quite well, but they get to hanging around the wrong elements of, of, of others, and that's what ends up happening. So it's not necessarily it's not necessarily an indicative thing that somehow it, you know it, it, it's, it's how you're raised. There's a lot of good parents up there that have raised their children well. The children just fall off sideways to keep up with the wrong folks. Yeah, but that's, it's a dude, miracle that any of us are alive on this planet in the condition yeah. that we're in. I mean, worldwide, you know, we hate each other, we love each other, we're so bipolar with our relationships, with the way we interact with each other, and it's dangerous, and, you know, and then when you have uh, weapons and things like that, it brings it to another level. So it's a miracle that we're even uh, as sane as we are to have this conversation right now, because this is a toxic environment. But they couldn't have the same talk we're having on television because they would accuse both sides of uh, insulting the other side, and none of us are seem to be politically correct. Okay, if you know what I mean. Part of our kids, we put them on all those psychotropic drugs. Jesus, man, all them white kids are on them psycho drugs, man. Hey man, let me let me say this, Frank. Uh, you know, I, I definitely appreciate uh, you being able to call in and you can be real with us. You know what I'm saying? And and, right. and tell us exactly, uh, you know, what you feel and whatnot. But uh, yeah, yeah. We're all in this. We're all in this same boat, whether we like it or not. You're not moving back to Liberia, and I'm not moving up to Idaho. Okay. We definitely are all on this planet together, and the people yep. that are manipulating us are are just having a great time on the island molesting little boys, you know. And it's good that we're getting together and we're listening and we understand each other's views and each other's points. Oh yeah, one step closer to having a beer. Okay, the beer. Yeah, but I I want to find the root cause of the Michael Brown situations in the world. I don't want to watch these shootings and then a couple of years go by and it goes away. It went away after the L.A. riots. They never rebuilt after the L.A. riots. They never did shit, all right? Uh, I just want to find the root cause of it, and I think that's going to the take a generation. The root cause is denial, denial, brother. That's why the first way to, 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 to get it started 
and on the road of trust is is uh, uh, accepting your accountability. You got to admit is the first step to repair. I mean, the, I'm not the saying, first way you know, they not, say in alcoholism is they deny, deny, deny they're alcoholic. They deny and deny, deny and deny and come up with a thousand I'm not saying anything different. I'm not saying anything different than Condoleezza Rice or 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 Alan West or David Manning or Jesse Peterson. I'm not saying anything different than any of them black people are. All right? Mm-hmm. And yet when That's they right. say it, and when they say it, those people are chastised for being Uncle Fucking Tom's Oreo cookies sellouts. By who? Though? Yeah, Who's even saying that? Not the real people, brother. You are you, you guys are weird. I mean, you, at one point you want to look at the media for information, and then at the other point you want to deny the media that's giving you this information because everything that you're talking about is something that you didn't hear on TV or on the radio. But the real you know, people on the street up? don't think that. What are you talking about? I hear Rango on TV. I hear Al Sharpton on TV. Al Sharpton doesn't represent anybody but himself. He is not the representative of the people. Now, do you want me to take David Lynch or whatever his name is, uh, the one that was a a KKK leader, and put him up for, you know, and be like, oh, he's a representative of all white people? Nah, we don't have the KKK. Yeah, but you know yourself. No, you know where I'm coming from. Black country are chastised, okay, by other black people. Yes, they are. Yes, indeed. Good. And they're the ones that want to fix it. And white people are more critical of white people than any other race. Self-criticism is always healthy. Hold up. Here's the thing y'all all got to remember. This is what y'all all all got to remember is that. Is that there's all type of racist people. It's not just racist white people. It's racist Arab people. It's racist Mexican people. It's racist, uh, you know, uh, whatever. I've been called the N word in every language there is on the on the damn planet Earth. So don't get it twisted. <laughs> thing. That's just prejudice. So an Arab person to say an apt, and one of my Arab homies basically say they call you a nigger in their language. Pakistanis are racist. It's all type of race. Even some niggas is racist against other black people. So don't get it twisted like white people are the only people that's racist. It's all type of racist motherfuckers from all over the world. Oh, yeah. Well, well the thing about well that that little argument that you just presented, which is very weak, by the way, um, uh, that I okay. live here in the United oh, States, in the border of the United States, and no Arab is doing anything to me. No, no China man is doing anything to me. It is the Caucasian male that is doing the damage to my people here in this country. So all that other stuff. Have you ever been called that? I'm telling you off my life experience. I'm not, the don't problem tell me is within our borders, and no Arab is doing nothing to me. But the, so what? He can insult me all he wants, but he has no power over me. He has no power over my actions and my life. Who has the power? Who has the power? Because racism is power. It's not because you call me a nigger. Racism is power. One person speaking at a time would be nice. I mean, when you hear the mayor of Philadelphia to tell black kids to pull up their pants, when you hear uh, Alan West tell uh, uh, black men to uh, take care of their families, all right, when you hear Condoleezza Rice to tell young black kids go out and get an education, they're not—they're looked on by other black people as sellouts. No, 
Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but as far as what the lady said, you can say my argument is weak based on their experience. Yeah, that's what I want to address. I want to address what Kim's saying, me telling him his argument was weak. I'm going to tell you why your argument is weak. Are you going to let me go? You're not telling my argument is weak, and I'm telling you off a personal can I, can I tell you why? You sound crazy. What is y'all arguing for? Because she's going to tell me my argument is weak because I tell her that white people ain't the only people that's racist. There's all type of people that's racist. Arab people say in the ordinary language they don't like some black people. Pakistanis don't like some black people. I'm not saying all. I got Arab people. Can I tell you why I said that? But the thing is, you let me finish what I got to say. You've been jumping in. Let me finish what I got to say, and I'll let you talk. It's all type of racist people, so don't just sit there and act like it's one type of racist people. I've been called the N-word by every language. I got Mexican homies. I got Arab homies. I got Hispanic homies. I got Pakistani homies, and they're all vouch for it. And it's even some Asians, Japanese, and Chinese people that call you the N-word. And they're vouch for it. Okay, can I answer now? Hold on. Can I say something first? Yeah. Uh, here's something that, that that I have a problem with that, bro, and that's what you're not realizing is that all they're doing is falling into that uh, stereotype of racism that the black people here are the lowest beings on earth, which means you get to call them all sorts of names and stuff like that. And it right. is a fact that anybody from another country who comes over here, at sometimes even Mexicans, are perceived to be at a higher status than the black right. people in this country, right. including other blacks from Africa. Right. That is so true. And you know what else is funny about that, bro? The Africans from over there call you a cotton picker. I've been talking about that. Still, so it's still, the same, it's still the same racism against you. It's still the same no, racism against you. It's different cultures of people. Nigeria. I don't disagree with you. Isn't that a satisfaction? I'm telling you, man, I was stationed in the Philippines, and I had some Filipinos calling me a nigga faster than white folks. All I'm saying is that don't be trying to tell me that my argument is weak when I'm telling you based off my experience. Don't worry about hurting them shit. Don't tell you my argument is weak based on the shit I've Can I respond life. to it? <laughs> I think we all got a piece of the puzzle here. I think we're all getting close. We just put the puzzle pieces together. We got it. Here, you want to have a, This was on TV last night. The Harvard MBA class last year had 38 blacks in it, okay? And of those 38 blacks, 30 of them were from Nigeria, okay? They came here as immigrant children or came over, and they excelled academically and went to the top. And then they uh, do not like living around American blacks, all right? They Can I respond? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. This is what I was going to say, but the young man that has just said something, he made really valid, valid points. But what racism really, truly is, young man, is power. And that's that's what, please don't interrupt me because you know I was quiet. I didn't say nothing after you asked me not to. What if I try to interrupt you? I'll disagree with you, but go ahead. Okay, thank you. Okay. All right, so, um, all right, where was I at? All right, power. Real, true racism is powerful. That Arab might call you a nigger. That Chinese man might look at you crazy, following you around his shop, you know, but that's just a localized little tiny little play at power. But the real power system is definitely white supremacist thought-thinking racism, where they not – because I – 
proud to be white. You know, I ain't mad at you. Black, y'all proud to be black. You know what I'm saying? But right. don't be aggressive with me for Pete's sake. So this white power system is aggressive and it's dangerous. Right. And it's yes. in every asset of yeah, our life, just, whether yeah, we're going to the grocery yeah. store or just yeah, sleeping in our bed or going to the yeah. doctor. That's what I meant about that, that you know, I'm, I, I'm always forceful with the way I talk because I'm a debater by nature. But um, that's what I meant when I said your argument is sort of is weak because I didn't say sort of. I don't want to butter it up now. But I was like, your argument is weak because – it has no, none of that is just an insult, you know. But power, wow, power kills you. Power is what put Michael Brown in the middle of the street and everybody spent millions of dollars to cover it up. Right. That's power. Yeah. Right, and I'm agreeing and with you. that's all I have whole, to say about that. Okay, and, and I'm agreeing with you that whole white economical system minutes, is, is racist. I'm, I'm agreeing with you at that. But the Japanese declaring Marshall uh, from, Law in from, Ferguson in five minutes, man. Right. Hold, hold on, bro. Let me respond. Yeah, let me respond. Let me respond to the lady real quick. But right. I agree with what you say about the white supremacy. That thought is ignorant. But at the same time, they should see that too, because when they try and come over here from the border, the Mexicans they see that how they're treated, and then my, some of my boys yeah. go ahead. Them, this system of white supremacy is, is all over the planet, young man. Those people are so happy that. to get over here, and because of the movies and the media, they're so happy to get here, they just automatically turn on us. Okay, I understand that, but what I'm saying is that, for example, back in the 40s, they put Japanese people in concentration camps because of right. what happened at Pearl Harbor. So I, you would think that the Japanese people who come over here in our races would be a little more smart than to fall into the propaganda. Same thing yeah. with some of the Mexicans that come over here. They see how race they are towards them, but then when they come over here, they see how they're treated. For example, I'll give you an example of what happens I down in Miami. I understand where you're coming from. It's something, it's, something, it's something called a wet foot policy. So basically, if you come over from Haiti, they'll send your ass back. But if you come I over from Cuba, you, you, can sit, you can sit your ass here, and it's no problem. So all mm-hmm. I'm saying is, you know, I have friends of all different ethnicities, and I'm and I'm not no closed-minded person. And and most of the friends I do, they just speak up for shit that's bullshit when they call it. That's how I got hip to it. Because when I was young, I thought it was all just white people that's racist. There's all type of people that's racist that we need to live with. But the thing is, they're ignorantly thinking like that. But the thing is, one of my one of my boys who's Arab, he spoke up and he says, you know what? I used to be ignorant like that when I lived in the suburbs. And white people were treating me right until 9/11 happened. Now every time I turn around, they call me a sand nigger. So I said, "Oh, he had his nigger moment, huh?" <laughs> so we call that a nigger moment. Say something about what you're saying there, bro. Uh, during during the 80s, uh, the reason why you get a lot of stuff from Japanese people, right, is that dignitaries that came over here from Japan get taken uh, through Los Angeles, and, and and there's a right. I used to travel Greyhound a lot. And you go to downtown right there, Los Angeles, where the station is, and all you see is Japanese writing because of the fact the United States has sold so much property to the, to the, to the Asian populations of China and uh, Los Angeles. You see it down there. But in traveling around down through there, when they started buying that property up down there, they would take them through the neighborhoods and stuff there in, in L.A. and in New York, and they would say, these are the people you have to watch out for, the niggas over here yeah. this way and that way, and they're just at the third. These same dignitaries went back to Japan and got on their national TV 
and, and, and basically it was in Jet Magazine when Jet Magazine was popular, and they were saying how um, they were saying how the uh, that uh, you know the blacks are are this that and third, and they're just a bunch of bums, and their women are whores, and they're and they're and they're uh, they, uh, the black men were nothing more than useless thugs. So when they come to this country, there's a, there's a secret indoctrination that happens, and you'll have a lot of people of different descents. That first thing that'll happen is it'll fly out their mouth, you know, calling you a nigger. A lot of the Africans that come over right. here, they feel they're not truly African, even though you call yourself African American, because um, because if you're coming over here in your colonialization here in America, and I'm thinking to myself, well. You know, beyond the developed areas of Africa that actually develop, see a lot of Africa is not just you know huts and stuff. They actually have cities that look like they look like New York and stuff. They just don't never show them. But they come over here because they feel that somehow we're inferior because we went through what we went through with the slavery. But then again, if you look at the extreme stuff that they do show, I think that you know, as a, as a person of color that's in this country. My my situation is a lot more tenable than, than than someone from a foreign country coming over trying to figure their way around it for whatever reason. Ninety percent, I'll keep it short. Ninety percent of reality is whatever you believe. Right. I understand what you're saying because I've I've experienced a similar thing. Hold on, just a moment. Right. I'm calling in uh, before uh, time runs out. Uh, three four seven. Uh, where are you calling from? What do you got? Hey, I'm calling from New York City. How are you all? Hey, good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. Yeah, I hear a lot of illogical talk, right? People are trying to make the connection between some black folks in Harvard versus black people being killed. It's preposterous. It's the usual route that conservative whites and, and liberals use. The blacks that make it in Harvard are outliers, if you look at statistics, if you look at police brutality versus the blacks in Harvard, the statistics will show you that that's a small minority. Secondly, the blacks that get into Harvard, it doesn't mean that racism has been removed. It simply means that you have a group of people, because Harvard has certain policies to allow certain minority groups in, that get in. And people that argue that racism is everywhere, the two points are mutually exclusive. It's like saying it's raining outside and I'm walking to the subway. Of course there's racism everywhere because the world has been taught that black people come from sin, right? The world has been taught that if you're dark-skinned, you're ignorant, you're animalistic, you're subhuman. Now, where did this start? One, it started in religion when certain Christian groups told everybody that black folks came from the sin of Noah's son. His name was Ham, right? Then they find out, oh, everybody comes from Africa. But also it came when white people wanted, not all now, the royal families and their priests and all their warriors traveled the world, and if the black folks didn't convert, they were killed or enslaved. Now, what was the tactic? Well, they went to Europe and said, you know what, those white people are savages. Why would they say they're savages? Because the average white person would not have allowed the abuse. The average white person isn't at the core prejudice or racist, but they are taught. There's even a Broadway play that has a song. You have to be carefully taught to hate. You understand? That's so true. Using these nonsense arguments 
to justify murder. Let's say that every black man wears his pants saggy and can't speak English. So what? Do we kill them? It's preposterous. Now, what makes it even worse is that the black community has the worst hospitals, worst schools, worst preachers taking all the money, worst teachers, worst of everything, and then white people, not all, but the vast majority sit back and say, see, those boys ain't no good. Well, if you made sure the schools were better, and if you stopped cutting back on our funding, then some of these kids could be lawyers just like your kids. So this is like a slave plantation. You beat the niggas, you starve them, and then you look back when they're struggling or when some of them rebel, and they see them, they act just like niggas. I'm listening to the conversation thinking, we could be back in 1800. The average white person is still the same, and the average black person is still catching policy. It's a procedure. It's a caste system. Of course Hispanics are better off. That's how the system has it. And Arabs, don't give them no slack. At the top in North Africa, they're enslaving black folks right now. And look who's right. right. doing exactly. all this murdering, shooting innocent people, claiming that it's religion. I mean, exactly. it's, it's education that we need. And black folks are not at the bottom. Black folks are the original humans. We come from a great continent that Europe is still raising, but yet making fun of black people. Oh, Africa ain't no good. Look at them Africa, but they're taking the gold, <laughs> taking the oil, taking the diamonds, taking the plutonium, the uranium, the cocoa. Without the African resources and without black Africans creating gospel and jazz and blues and hip-hop, the world would still be in the Stone Age. We created basically everything. Look at Kemet, Egypt, the greatest medicine, the doctor, the philosopher named Imhotep was worshipped in Greece for 3,000 years. Even Hippocrates said, I learned medicine from Imhotep. People quote Aristotle and Socrates. They all studied in Africa. I mean, it's preposterous. But the racism won't end because people are ignorant because they don't learn history. So they just talk and argue instead of reading up on the facts. Read up on Dr. Clark and get educated. Yeah, and I you're agree. talking about proper education, proper education, because what you just broke down was proper information. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know, I agree. I say this point? I'm sorry, I have this on my mind, too. People talk, well, you know, if you speak properly uh, and pull up your pants, well, the Queen of England speaks properly. All the politicians mm-hmm. probably got 100 degrees, but they're killers, they're thugs. So who are the real thugs and criminals? A black man walking down the street listening to rap or a politician that's bombing a nation, killing a million people? Who? Who's the thug? Me, if I go in a store and rob it and take a 1,000, or a Wall Street executive that takes a billion? It takes a you thousand right. and one of me to equal one suit, well-educated, talking all the proper grammar thugs. But they look at us because we black as thugs. Now, if we had a clown suit and put on the suit and tie, and say, well, actually, hi. Wait, who, what do they want to do? <laughs> go in there talking about revolution? No, they want us to go in there and tap dance and be an educated coon. So on every level they got it. Even when you get education and get money, they'll get you like they did OJ. They'll get you like mm-hmm. they did... Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby. Now, now, does it mean that these men may not have done something wrong? No. But what it means is they have, they have kind of will court and they're tried in the media even before a trial. Now, when it's a white person, oh, you got to give the justice system time. But when it's a black person, that nigga did it. Double standards. Right. right. Well, and I agree with you on the whole education aspect because I used to work in education and I actually quit the education system because I realized that it wasn't really about educating kids. It was just about the principals and the administrators getting paid for the amount of kids that showed up every day. So I got the hell out of there. 
That was that was that was that was great information, my brother. I I, I always appreciate when a brother comes, you know, out direct like that because everything you said is absolutely the truth from our inception, you know, as the people and, and the creators of the world and the, and the movers and shakers right on down. I mean, the very fact that uh, you know, if you look at the look at history, all the buildings you see developed in in, uh, in, uh, in Europe, and again, I was telling the guy earlier. The almanac that the very farmers use today, right down to the street designs and building structures in D.C., were all developed by by, by Africans or African Americans or, or, or brown folks. So we, we don't we don't never hear that side of it. We don't. I told the very blood plasm that we got from Charles Drew that saved his lives was created by an African American, and he died on the hospital steps. Uh, of, of the very hospital that uh, you know he created the blood plasma for, but a lot of this stuff that gets put out there about us, you know, and all this, uh, if you want to call it propaganda, I basically, for a short term, just call it a lot of fuckery because that's what it is. We never learn about who we are, what our station of life is, in life is, or who we are, and you know, a lot of who we are is what we become. But if you listen to all the negative stuff about who we're supposed to be. And you actually buy into that, that's where you become confused. So you, it, you know, the, the only onus that's really on us and for us and our children is to educate them on the things that we know and let them have that as a foundation. Because you know, yes. a, a house divided, which in, in, in this term is our folks, if, if a house divided will never stand. And so we have to educate our children, and we have to, you know, um, you know, let them know that they are something greater than just running around saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it, if you're proud of yourselves based on that, I guess it's better to have some pride than none. But we're a lot deeper than that, for real. Yeah. Education is key. I'll give you a quick um, example. Uh, I do research on religion and education. Here's what the typical textbook will tell you and the typical professor, whether K-12 or university. They will say, well, humanity started and they did ABCD, and then Rome and Greece did yada, yada, yada. Now, what they don't tell you is Mesopotamia was greater than Greece and Rome put together. Iraq, Afghanistan, India, the Nubia of Africa. So you'll catch this trick, and you've got to be careful because it'll pass you if you don't keep your eyes open. They will gloss over the other groups, typically brown groups. And then when it comes to naming what the supposedly white people did, oh, well, the Greeks did this, and Homer did that, and then, and then. And you have to say, wait a minute, what, what about Kennedy did? That all y'all stole from. What about the Mayan Incas, the Aztecs? You understand? You got to look at that, even on Wikipedia. You say, oh, they split. They just gloss over us like we didn't exist. And then the second trick that's a big one is called etymology. Well, the etymology is Greek. The etymology is uh, from Rome, it's Italian, right? What they don't tell you is that etymology simply usually means what the Greeks stole from somebody else. So if you say a word right now and I take it and it's called mine, it's not really mine. It comes from before Rome, before Greece. Typically now, not always, because the Romans and Greeks did invent a few things, but they didn't invent everything. But if you listen to those professors, you would think, damn, I'm a black person, I ain't jack shit. Man, I'm just a nigga, I'm just no good. And by the way, even the word nigga wasn't originally negative. The N-G-R, there were no vowels used in the regions of Africa where it comes from. N-G-R stood for God, the highest power, right? So look at Niger, 
Nigeria, a lot of this stuff, and now anything you like becomes bad. You could call it princes, and in 10 years, the word prince will have a negative. It's a psychological term, I forget what it is, where as long as something is negative, after a while, no matter what you call it, it's going to end up sounding like shit. And that's what we are at the bottom of the pile. It's a caste system. Even in parts of Europe, it was used. It's called salami slicing. You slice up the groups. Who's Hispanic? Who's got a big nose? Who's got a slim nose? Who's got a degree? Who's willing to tap dance? And at the very bottom, the group that created everything. That are the parents of white people, Chinese people, Australian people, everybody. Now, how does it tie to the Bible? Well, most Christians, and it's sad to say, believe Adam and Eve existed 5,000 approximately years ago. So you mean Australians are older than Adam and Eve? They've been around for 30,000 years. The Chinese have been around just as long. Egypt has been around way longer than 5,000 years. So people are willing to think and say, wait a minute, maybe the stuff we're being taught is all lies. Now, the religions work for white people, right? And Arabs, they definitely don't work for black people. So if white folks want to be religious, cool. But black folks, you need your own religion because their religion just ain't cutting it for you. And that's one of the toughest pills for us to swallow. We've been hoodwinked. We've been hoodwinked in economics, religion, education, econ- finance, sociology, anthropology. It's all ripping us off. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Very well said. Con- con- concise and all, and all truthful. And that's the, here again, that's the whole reason why it's so important you know what I'm saying, to catch your children early and let them know that they are so much more than what society is going to give them because, and, 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 and I mean, I know it's basic, but, you know, um, quit saying Cleopatra's wife because she's not. You know what I'm saying? Quit, quit, quit lying about our history. Quit robbing us of our, of our, of our history and everything. I mean, I mean, just basic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Rap, dead, the whole nine yards. That's our well, folks, this is going to be about the, unless someone's got something else, this is going to be about the end of the show for the night. Uh, we're going to continue to monitor this, this Ferguson thing and as you know, you know, develop themselves. You know, they got this, this thing going on with, with OJ and some other stuff that's probably going to be put out here. Uh, the page is uh, Flossy Jesus Show Worldwide. That's F-L-A-U-S-Y-G-Z. And, uh, of course, this is 646-595-3402 that you read tonight. And uh, we're going to have more discussions and more, and more topics. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, we've touched on a, on a lot of good stuff tonight. And, it, and it's good to have good, intelligent folks uh, on on deck with me that can repudiate some of the some of the foolishness I was listening to earlier tonight, and the fact that you guys came in and came strong the way you did. You know, uh, I plan to have more shows like this, so so I'll keep you posted. Just look for just look for you know uh, everything from you know black love to to these interesting topics. And right, you might want to write that number down: six four six. Five nine five three four zero two, and uh, the uh, email address is is uh, facebook dot com uh, front slash groups uh, front slash glossy cheesy Northwest Sports Connection. Now I know that sounds weird. We started out at sports and then we elevated and grew into what we have here. 
And uh, anytime you see 646-595-3402, we will cover topics that affect us, uh, our people, and about our people because I, I love our folks and I love uh, communicating like this. It's important that we have discussions like this because a man said it perfect. We've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and ran amok so long that sometimes, you know what I'm saying, uh, we forget what our name is and what we're all about. And it's examples like the Trayvon Martins, the, you know, the young uh, 12-year-old that got shot by the rookie yesterday, you know what I'm saying, for having a BB gun, uh, you know, situations like this going on in Ferguson. There's a, a couple of towns, there's 12 buildings have been set on fire, as, as I'm looking at CNN here. And uh, there's some uh, a couple other towns with buildings in the surrounding area burning. You know, we got to quit tearing up our own shit. We got to quit doing that. I mean, if you if you're that bad, you're that frustrated and tired of being bullied, you know, go to the other side of town. Because you know, what, the only thing that a bully understands is another bully or a bigger bully. And if, if people keep doing things to you and you feel this outraged about it, don't destroy your own stuff. In the mild morning. You know, uh, Mama's going to be looking for milk for the baby. She's going to have to go out of her area and out of her element, you know, to deal with that. Although McDonald's, okay. um, I guess they didn't go too far. But we got to, you know, we got to take care of, 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 of our families and, and each other. So, you know, I, I feel blessed to have you folks on deck tonight. And like I said, we're going to do it again real soon. So, uh, you know, God bless y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. Um, why not get you on this conference call in a minute? Uh, I'm going to drop a little bit of uh, dead prayers on you, living, learning, growing, that we talked about what we just talked about, you know, about, about learning and enhancing ourselves. We're a beautiful people so far. Welcome, Jesus. You know, hey, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to vent, man, and, and uh, you, you putting on the show tonight, bro. You know what I'm saying? This is mad love. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Yes. And I, and I, I, and I tell you, we'll be, on, we'll be on tomorrow night again, man, with something else, an update on this, as well as some other stuff, and I'm sure we'll be able to, to dig up and say why. Plus, we have to update ourselves collectively on this Cosby situation, you know, whether it's fact or fiction on a lot of this stuff. It's really not a, a place where I'm used to seeing uh, Mr. Huxtable in, man. It's crazy situation. But we'll talk about that tomorrow night. Yes, yes thank you. Okay. Yes. That's what's up. Beautiful. I'm going to listen in tomorrow, then. Beautiful. Well, what we'll do is we'll call this. Y'all have a blessed uh, night. We'll call it you 6 too. o'clock. We'll call it 6 o'clock uh, tomorrow night, uh, that specific time, and that's 9 o'clock New York time, 347. I really appreciate you coming in here with the knowledge, man. And uh, like I said, y'all stay blessed. I'm going to drop this dead prayers on y'all. It's a good song, man. Listen to them lyrics because it's real. And y'all have a blessed night tonight. Thanks. Thank you, family. Thank you. Bless you. We can grow. We can develop. As we know that heaven is not a place. And happiness lives in the heart. Long as the world keeps turning. Our duty is to keep on learning. You heard? Keep on learning. It's soaking up game. We gon' make mistakes. We gon' go through some things. Keep on 
Afraid to change. 